Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And I have titled this episode, Exposing Dehumanization, Religion of Riots, and the Climate Core. That's right. The New World Order is now inculcating an entire generation with its values. That's right, these are the stewards of the new normal. You've got people suffering seizures inside of the COVID drive through vaccine shot. You've got children being paraded around at strip clubs. You've got Bill Gates, a doctor, the world's most powerful doctor, addressing 40 heads of state. You've got the world changing so fast that many people can't keep it together. Many people can't put it together. Many people don't understand. And that is the plan. It's going to be a weird episode for you guys. I won't lie. Weird or a switch up, however you prefer. Um, it, it, it really all does depend on how the flow of the show goes. Last week we had a little bit of a switch up because, well, we were no longer on Instagram. And uh, we're having another switch up over here today as well. I'll save that surprise for you. Here shortly. Yeah. I, uh, I should let you guys know that we are able to simulcast on uh, DLive and Trovo. We've also got our backup YouTube channel verified so we can simulcast there as well. We've been hit with a blow, but trust me, we're coming back. We're just getting started. Yeah, we, uh, we have a couple updates here for you guys. Because I won't lie I think the best thing to do with an operation like this Is to kind of shoot you guys straight To let you guys know what's going on Behind the scenes And What's coming down the pipeline It's about time we start growing guys It really is I think that was our fault Is we got comfortable And you know what they say Comfortability is the cousin of death These are not the times. Yeah, we have a rather, it sounds crazy, but we have a uh, generic episode here designed for you guys. Even with the title like Exposing Dehumanization, uh, we have a relatively generic episode planned for you guys. And that's wild because uh, who, who, who would say... Talking about dehumanization is generic, uh, but I guess that shows you again how desensitized we have become to the times. Uh, and with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and start the show. This is Season 11, Episode 12. As I said before, uh, I am your clever host, Freedom Faction, Noise Era, whichever one you prefer. And 
if you listen to the mini cast we did earlier this week, uh, uh, America's verdict has been reached. Then you may have seen it over there on YouTube. You may have seen that we had a backup channel. It's simply that, just Noise Era. That's it. Nothing fancy, right? No, no crazy switch up. Just what you hear all the time. And if you're in the know, you know. <laughs> you may have seen it over there on YouTube. Uh, and as I said before, on the intro, we are also live on D Live, on Trovo as well. These are basically gaming platforms. Uh, we could go live on Twitch as well if we wanted, but uh, these are basically gaming platforms that allow for podcasts to be there. And uh, who knows? We might reach a whole new audience with what's going on. No, I got to be honest with you guys. Uh, this is a, again, I told you guys, this is going to be a little bit of a switch up of an episode. Unfortunately, we cannot show you our uh, page over here on Fanbase. This is the second week now that we've been on their page or at least on their platform, uh, and they've experienced some type of a hiccup. I'll go ahead and see if I can pull it up here for you guys so you can see what I see and so we can kind of have this discussion uh, because this is not the f this is not the only time it's going to happen, I feel like. Uh, right here. Yeah, error 404. Sorry, the page you were looking for cannot be found. And so... This doesn't mean that I've been censored or deleted or taken off of there. I think they're doing some back-end website uh, uh, <laughs> management or you know maintenance or server maintenance, whatever, uh, what have you, because you're still able to get to it on your phone. Uh, I was actually messing around with the live streaming functionality earlier this week. Uh, it doesn't allow for you to save like what we're familiar with on Instagram, but uh, we can work around that. We can we can figure out what to do with that. Uh, but as it stands right now, you cannot access our fan base page uh, via the web browser. And so this kind of brings me to a thought I had earlier today out on the hike. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not reneging on my decision to get on Instagram. Uh, but I guess I'm just kind of, you know, I guess I'm feeling nostalgic, lazy, comfortable. I'm not sure what word you would use. Uh, but I'm even having the thought of, again, nuking Liberation Legion, rebranding that as something else, basically Freedom Faction, and continuing uh, to post up with what we're familiar with. Because essentially what I'm trying to tell you is this entire episode is not going to be using any posts from Fanbase. And while you can still see the posts that we put up there on Fanbase, we ourselves cannot access them for the show. And that's the only real reason we put it up, up there on social media. And that's the weird conundrum. You know, because we should not be messing with social media in the first place. Uh, we should be having a website. Some of the other places I've been trying out, they, they do and don't have the feel. I might have to, like, reach out and work with somebody directly to kind of tell them what I'm looking for. Uh, but, you know, this is kind of where we're at right now as an operation. We are somewhat in flux. And so while we still have access to all the articles, all the things that we'll be covering, uh, we just won't have the cool, aesthetically pleasing graphic uh, to go along with it. We'll have the actual article itself. Uh, we'll have videos, right? And simple things like that. And I know, you know, to some people, they're like, okay, cool. What's the problem? What's the issue? Uh, there really isn't any. It just, again, shows you what we've built over time, how we've gotten comfortable with something so familiar, and sometimes how we have to adapt, innovate, and overcome. And that's what you're going to experience with this type of episode. And so this was not my decision. It really wasn't. 
is forced upon me. And so we will adapt accordingly. That's the plan. Oh, man. Pollen got me feeling all kinds crazy. <laughs> all right. So that's out of the way. Uh, I told you guys about fan base. Uh, told you that we're going live on DLive and Trovo. Uh, that we also have a backup on YouTube. I'll put all these links in the description bar below. And if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Uh, you know, I'll say this. Uh, you know what? I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, no, that would have been rude. I'll say this, and this is a better way to get back into uh, the show. So sometimes whenever you're hearing that little break in the sound, that's definitely me hitting mute so I can, like, sneeze and, you know, snort and get all this pollen out because I was out there in the mountains, as I typically do, every Thursday, uh, right before the show. It's like a habit. I was out there in the mountains, and I got into a crazy old shouting match uh, with one of you, with one of our followers. Long-time listeners may have remembered uh, a couple years ago, or a couple months ago, gosh knows how much, how much time, uh, but whenever we had Freedom Faction on Instagram, we had a fair amount of people that were following us here locally uh, in New Mexico, and because I am sometimes like a, 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 a machine and a robot, like I say, that habitual nature to go out there into the mountains every single Thursday before I go and record, taking the months out and just hiking the mountains, you know, my, my average six to eight mile hike. Uh, I hadn't been going because I've been dealing with a lot of personal things here and I've kind of been slacking and uh, you know, we recently lost the page. And so we're, again, we're kind of in like a weird flux state. There's a point to the story. So I'm out there in the mountains hiking, got the mutts going, listening to music. Uh, and then out of nowhere, I just started hearing EJ. EJ. And I think that's like the weirdest thing. Cause you know, you're in the mountains. You don't want anybody that's like why you go to the mountains to go work out and to go hike. But, you know, the, the, the location I was at, you know, is basically overlooking this, this, this rather wealthy area in town. I love it. The houses are great. They have like pools upstairs. It's awesome. Um, and I, you know, I just, we're just going back and forth, literally shouting from the mountains, just like, where are you? And, and I'm just like fan base. They're like, what? Fan base. I was like, I don't, do I know you? No, I follow you. You know, I follow you. I follow you. <clears throat> no, I don't know you. Where are you? You know, I don't, I don't know how to get to this person's house, right? This is just a trail I, I hike every day. You know, so my, my, my point behind all this, because it's just like a random interaction before the show, uh, is to tell you that you don't know who you're really influencing. You really don't. And so while I might be taking this a little bit more... <clears throat> A little bit more passe than I should, a little bit more uh, lackadaisical than I should. I guess I should really be, or I guess I need to really start thinking again about how I influence not only my immediate community uh, and the world thereof, but again, the international impact we had. And so it just kind of tripped me out to think that even in the mountains, trying to just kind of get my head focused, I was still able to come into contact with people who were familiar with the work uh, and who had, who had expected to see me there. And it's just, it's just so weird to think about life like that, that we are all this kind of interconnected uh, and, 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 and that you really can make a difference and you can make a small impact. 
And so this wasn't me shouting at some dude, put your freaking mask on, you know, in the mountains. This is me, you know, shouting back and forth with a follower of the page, possibly the podcast, uh, you know, about where we are. And so I think what I'm also trying to say is while I do want to go on fan base and have the ability to be to basically be paid for our content and not have to experience some of the censorship that we're seeing on these mainstream social media platforms, I also have to think about the other people who aren't thinking that critically about all this and who still need us uh, to be that outpost and that redoubt in all these times. And so it's just it's just a weird position to be in. It really is. Uh, and to constantly be reminded by it. And so. Uh, if you're listening to this, like I said, we're we're, we're primarily a podcast. Uh, we have evolved into the position we are we we are in, and we're we're doing the best we can to again adapt and overcome. Times are hard. We're doing the best we can. With that being said, let's go ahead and start the show. Like I said, you can't find us. You can't find us. So exposing dehumanization. Let's go ahead and start kicking this pig off. Start talking about what's happening in our country, what's happening in our world, man. I think everyone, like the, the crazy thing is, and I think this might be like that weird defeatist mindset of me right now, a pessimistic fatalism, or it just might be the times, man. Things are coming out that are so crazy that I feel like I'm not necessarily needed. I know that sounds selfish, but I don't think I am. Because people are seeing it, right? It's the externalization of the hierarchy. And you can see the evil that they're doing. You can see them trying to encroach on your life, your freedoms, and your very existence. But thankfully, we are having pushbacks. Check this out. Uh, you have Arizona banning vaccination passports and ending wearing masks in schools as a requirement. And this obviously prompted a backlash. <laughs> of course, this comes from a signs of the times. I put this up April 20th. Happy 420 to all of you that celebrated. I have something for that later on in the show, the new 420. But it says Arizona Governor Doug Ducey says that the state's progress in immunization campaigns means the nearly year-long school mask mandate can be repealed and that there is no need for people to present proof of vaccination. The Republican governor signed an executive order prohibiting state and local officials from requiring people to provide their vaccination status in order to receive services or enter a specific area. And so anybody, again, with a... The, any, anybody could see that this is the type of stuff that we have to look out for. You see... Being told uh, that you can no longer participate in society without having these special caveats or having these uh, special requirements. That's not freedom. That's slavery. We're, and we're th thankfully we're seeing pushback. You know, I met with a client today or the other day. And it was so weird because she's only like, she, she's. She's only like four, maybe five years older than me, but, you know, you could tell she had just been put through the ringer. I was meeting with her, and we were just talking about, you know, kids, because I'm having one. I'm all excited. And she's like, no, I didn't let my kids go play at the park. I took them for walks and for hikes. Heck, no, I didn't let them play at the park. I'm so scared that school's back open. 
No, I didn't let them play at the park. There's other kids touching stuff and playing. I'm like, wow, that kind of sounds intense. Uh, and so, so did you, are are you upset that they didn't have like a hygiene station at the at the park? Wouldn't you want kids, you know, to to get dirty? No, I didn't want them to get dirty. You know, I we 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 rode a lot of bikes. We went for a lot of hikes. We stayed away from people. I was very scared of being at outside. I kid you not. I actually heard this from somebody today or from from somebody this week. And so people are generally upset about uh, not having vaccine passports, not having uh, to wear masks. And it, 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 it's crazy. It really is. But thankfully, again, we are having pushback. Uh, here comes a, another one from Epoch Times. They put this up April 21st. It's by Zachary Stiber. It says South Dakota's gnome bans vaccine passports. That's right. So even though we're seeing people get generally upset Right, like <laughs> visibly disturbed by the fact that they have to not just wear masks, right? You're seeing pushback, and this is good. This should excite people, or at least you would think that it would. It excites me. You know, it excites me to see that we're again seeing pushback, that we're getting people to understand the times. Uh, this is the, the mark of the beast, what I call Biden's brand, right? Or, or better yet, just call it what it is. Making us the Jews having to show how clean we are to these Nazis. To these Nazis. Let's read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. Uh, this says that uh, South, Dakota's, South Dakota's governor. Oop, we've got a little bit of a. Do we have ads? See, this is one of the reasons why. Oh, God. This is why I hate having ad accounts, man, or having to read sometimes from from the sites itself. Look at this. I have to add an email. Great. Let me go ahead and do that just so I can read this read this section to you guys. It's gonna make me go through the whole the whole process. It's you you're 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 literally seeing me say, no, I don't want to continue with a subscription. Just, you know, I wanna read the article. More of this. That's what I said by the by the interesting aspect of the show. Here it is. Ah, okay. Well, we 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 signed up for the Epoch Times for you guys, and for South Dakota. All right, so let's get into this. It says South Dakota's governor said on April twenty first that she has taken executive action to ban the use of digital or paper documentation that enables people to show proof that they've been vaccinated against the CCP virus, which causes COVID-19. Governor Christy Nome, a Republican, said the executive order she signed concerning so-called vaccine passports aligns with making sure South Dakotans are able to exercise their freedoms. Quote, since the start of the COVID pandemic, we have provided the people of South Dakota with the up-to-date science, facts, and data, and then trusted them to exercise their personal responsibility to make the best decisions of, their, of themselves and their loved ones. We've resisted government mandates, and our state is stronger for it, she said in a statement. Quote, I encourage all South Dakotans to get vaccinated against COVID-19, but we are not going to mandate any such activity, and we are not going to restrict South Dakotans' exercise of their freedoms with un-American policies like vaccine passports in our state. Under God, the people rule, and that is how we will operate for as long as I'm governor. So, wow, this is great, 
and sad at the same time. That we would actually be grateful that a elected official would carry out something in favor of the people. That we would actually have somebody that wants to stand up for us. How crazy is that? How wild is it that we're, we're like, yay, she's telling the truth. Yay, she's doing something we don't want or something that we want. She's listening to the people. She's listening to her constituency. We'll get into Maxine Waters and we'll get into Nancy Pelosi later talking about people who don't listen to their constituency. But how crazy is it that we have elected officials who are again beginning to fight back? We'll also mention uh, later on here shortly the other the, the Arizona governor as well. Uh, because, again, we're seeing that pushback. Uh, the sad part is, is, as we've been posting on Telegram throughout the entirety of the week, it seems like they're just stoking race war, anti-white stuff, breaking down the walls of America, and just showing how, unfortunately, uh, white people are getting replaced. Replacement migration is a real thing. Uh, but let's get back into exposing dehumanization and really looking at the situation. Uh, more of this breaking us down. And turning us into criminals and suspects and, 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 and dehumanizing us and robbing us of our freedoms and our liberties. Check this out right here. Australia, the minister refuses to rule out that electronic bracelets, he, he refuses to rule out electronic bracelets to inform, uh, enforce home quarantine. So you got people that's put, that are pushing back against, you know, quarantine, like what we've played on, our, uh, on the show for you guys. People in the UK literally having their doors kicked in because they're, 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 they're not quarantining. Now in Australia, you've got them trying to introduce electronic ankle bracelets. And they did this too in China. We, we, we unfortunately reported on it. Uh, but here it goes. You see, you thought that was only there. You thought that was only there over in China and that could never come to the Western world. Well, they exported all their communism and all their technocratic fascism. This is an article that comes from politics of Watson over there at summit.news. They put this up April 19th. It says a senior government minister refused to rule out Australians being forced into wearing electronic ankle bracelets, even if they are fully vaccinated, to make sure that they are complying with home quarantine orders. Let that sink in for a second. Even after you've been vaccinated, you could have one of these fancy, trendy, super woke bracelets on your ankle. But the vaccines work. You're doing your part, right? The astounding suggestion was made by, by journalist David Spears during an interview with Employment Minister Stuart Robert about how authorities would ensure returning travelers stay at home. Quote, what sort of ideas would there be for this? Regular visits, inspections to make sure they're home, ankle bracelets, some sort of monitoring? How do you do it? Spears asked. Quote, Mr. Robert did not rule out those prospects, reports NCA Newswire. Quote, all of that will be worked through before a policy prescription goes live, said Robert. The minister also mentioned the authoritarian methods that were already in place to enforce the policy. And they've got uh, Luke Rudkowski. Rudkowski. Uh, putting up the actual article from news.com.au over here on the article so you guys can go check it out yourself uh, but it goes on to say that the quote the police would turn up at random times at our house they would call the department of health from various jurisdictions jurisdictions would call he stated quote or, or it goes on to say that the discussion surrounding how to enforce quarantine is taking place in anticipation of australia 
which has overseen one of the most draconian lockdowns in the developed world, opening up its borders once again. Now think about that. Let the, let the police would turn up at random times at your house. Random visits at your house. Did you get the shot? Hey, I'm just I'm just here at your house making sure. Did you get the shot? Are you staying home, buddy? Are you doing your part? You know, there's a pandemic out there. We can't have you uh, free-thinking folk going around doing whatever you'd like. We need you type of people to stay home. You understand how dangerous that type of thinking is? You, like, 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 think about that. And just like that, boom. The cops are now a part of the state. They're not people. They're just following orders. They're willing to stay at your house for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. And even if you get the vaccine, it's not going to save you. Oh, but don't worry. They'll make sure you stay home. They make, they'll make sure that you obey this virus. But think about this. Let me play for you guys real quick this video clip of uh, this, this. We don't even get to know this individual's name. This man that basically has what looks to be like a seizure, right? A seizure in the COVID drive-through vaccine site. It's insane. Uh, audio listeners, you guys can't see this, uh, but I'll try to describe it to my best ability. So, you've got the man, uh, looks like they've, they've pulled back the chair, he's convulsing. Holy shit, man, I'm fucking freaking out right now. You should be tripped out. This could happen to you. Alright, wow. he's, he's just recovered. Oh my god. He's, he's somewhat lucid. Alright, now in the next slide you see the people pushing on him. The man looks like he is uh, stiff as a board. They're beginning to roll the seat down. And let's start this over one more time. So they've rolled the seat down. They're pushing on his chest. They're basically trying to get him to wake up. And this is in a COVID drive-through line? So I so I could I could still be able to make the game? Great. And so they've got multiple people coming up, Ooh, checking shit. on the individual now. Right now. Uh, to make sure that he's alive. Wow. Oh my god. Yep. And so Big Brother just wants to make sure that you're taking your shots. Big Brother cares for you. Think about this. Let's literally think about the dehumanizing aspect of that that you see that, that that we're seeing right now. Like think about this. We are literally seeing them time after time after time roll out like vaccine deaths. I was thinking about this throughout the entirety of the week, the juxtaposition, right? Because they're killing all these black people. We'll talk more about this in the second segment. They're killing all these black people. They're making it a whole big deal. They're spotlighting all these cases, right? How's the saying go? Well, one person dies, it's a tragedy. A thousand people die, it's a statistic. The juxtaposition of just having black people uh, randomly killed for political purposes but at the same time, ignoring what's going on in our at our border, right? It trips me out, man. This is, again, that dehumanization aspect. 
So we can sit up over here and obsess and worry about people like George Floyd, Dante Wright, uh, all these other people. But whenever we're seeing countless and, 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 and nameless people literally being trafficked at our southern border, we're finding people in the back of just like U-Hauls, 149 people found in Texas. We, No one bats an eye. No one cares. Because it's just the flavor of the day. Because it's, it's, it, 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 it doesn't work, man. It just trips me out. And so let's play this footage one more time, this unfortunate footage uh, of this individual literally having a seizure in a COVID drive through line. And they're telling you, when you see this, get used to it. Hey, it's okay. Get used to seeing this type of stuff, that it is all right, that this is a part of the plan, that they're doing their part. Here it is. A man suffers seizure inside car at drive through COVID vaccine site. Holy shit, man, I'm fucking freaking out right now. Wow. Folks are just passing Wow. Out. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> Homie's like, wow. Yeah, dude. There was a 12-year-old little girl that was paralyzed this week. Just one that we were able that we were that was able to make it through the news feeds. This week. I think we put the article up somewhere on our Telegram channel. A 12-year-old little girl paralyzed this week for taking the shot. It might have been one that we either put up in our Telegram or one that we had put in our uh, uh, our, our, our fan base. Up oh, right here. Here it is. Let's see if we can go to it. Boom. 12-year-old girl paralyzed. Yep, it's over here on the Telegram. Let's take a look at it. I, don't, I won't pull it up. Uh, 12-year-old girl paralyzed. During experimental COVID mRNA injection trials. That's right. Dehumanizing of the highest order. Does this not does this not worry you? Let's see if we can get this article up here for you guys. Does this not worry you? The fact that we're seeing again uh, Bell's palsy. Decreased lung functionality, seizures. We're playing it for you guys over here on the show. Twelve-year-old uh, girls that are literally becoming paralyzed due to this virus or <laughs> due to the vaccine. And we talked about this. That's the hard, that's the hard part. Is we talked about this and how that was the plan to get people not only used to seeing uh, public human experimentation, but for them to have the ability to carry out these types of things on us. It really does trip me out. You know, now all kinds of information is coming out. Uh, that people are having, like, mis that ladies are having miscarriages and tumors. And this is just, it's, it's, this is crazy, man. It truly is. And so we're all just being dehumanized. We're being taught that our lives have no value, right? We're non essential. Crazy, evil, wicked stuff like this. Let's get into this article. It's written by Tim Brown of Sons of Liberty Media. They put this up April 19th. It says 12-year-old girl paralyzed during experimental COVID mRNA injection trials. Insanity. Truly, this is insane. Uh, I think a lot of this is. I think uh, 
There's a, there's a clip to it too. You guys can go check it out if you want to. It's a very lengthy clip. Uh, but we'll read a little bit of this and then we'll move on uh, because unfortunately we don't have time to talk about this. And that's the sad part is they're just actively showing us all of this evil stuff and we're just told to deal with it. This Here, let me, let, let, me, let me get into this. It says, what kind of parent knowingly would put their child into an experimental program with an experimental injection in which hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, are dying or being entered by them? And I don't look... I, idolatrous one as we warned the experiments are being administered on children as young as six years old both by moderna and pfizer and somehow or on a, or another parents just go right along with it now a 12 year old girl has been paralyzed after she received the injection the girl in the video the girl named in the video report below is quote maddie she's a 12 year old girl that she was a part of the experimental shots from pfizer and moderna that are literally taking lives of untolds of tens of thousands of people and entering far more than that. Quote, Maddie is now paralyzed from the waist down and reportedly is suffering from an inability to urinate on her own, a bowel obstruction, excruciating pain, fainting episodes, and other neurological problems. The report comes from a young woman who is in touch with her family and reported it on her YouTube channel and her What's Her Face. So you guys can go look at that there. Gosh, I just, I, I can't, I don't even, I can't play it. I can't play it. Uh, but here, let's, let's, let's hear a little bit of what she has to say, and then we'll move on. Uh, but uh, here is that report. Oh, it's like we are now finally getting a glimpse into the carnage caused by the CV jab trials on children. For those of you who don't know, trials are being carried out on children aged 6 months to 12 years and thousands of parents are signing up their kids to take part in this. I want to share with you the story of a 12-year-old girl named Maddie who was severely injured and continues to suffer the consequences of this highly unethical study. I've been in contact with one of her family members who has confirmed the story and she shared with me the following Facebook posts on her current condition. She says this is from a few weeks ago when she started having issues and she is now back in the hospital. My cousin is in a trial for the vax. Her parents signed her up for it. That is how she got it. Please pray for Maddie. She has been having a long list of neurological and gastrointestinal issues from a rare adverse reaction she had due to the second dose from the COVID vaccine trial she's in. Right now, she is in the hospital because of a bowel obstruction that was cleared and also being unable to swallow liquids or solids. She hasn't been able to eat or drink without throwing up for over a week. Tomorrow, she has an upper GI schedule that she will have to swallow six ounces of liquid, which as of right now seems impossible. We need this for the doctors to understand how her muscles are reacting. If she is unable to eat soon, she will have to have an NG tube placed, which she did not do well with earlier this week. I believe in prayer. Please pray she is able to swallow liquids tomorrow so that her body can get the nutrients it needs and so the doctors can begin to figure out why her body is reacting this way. On top of this, she has extreme pain in her back, neck, head, and abdomen along with numbness in her legs and arm. She has an MRI of her head and spine scheduled on March 16th. Please pray for her to heal so she can be the energetic 12-year-old who loves hanging out with friends and learning at school. I can't stand watching her wither away each day. 
The family then posted the following update. Thank you all for your continued prayers. They are working. Maddie's upper GI came back normal, which is good. They were once again miraculously able to get her endoscopy scheduled tomorrow and were able to move up her MRI so she only had to be under, under anesthesia once. If those come back normal, I think we have a diagnosis. What I've learned is sometimes a diagnosis is actually done by process of elimination based on the symptoms you have. Right now, she is focusing on drinking 10 nutritional shakes a day so she doesn't have to get an NG tube. Since swallowing is hard and her stomach needs to learn how to digest things again, this has completely wiped her out and she slept for most of the day. She has, however, made amazing progress because she is so determined and has the doctors in awe. It is I'll go ahead and leave that there in the description bar below if you guys want to check it out. Again, this is the report of the, and you won't, see, you won't hear this in the mainstream media, this is the report of the 12-year-old girl uh, becoming paralyzed due to receiving the experimental COVID-19 mRNA injection, the jab. Uh, this is what I mean by exposing dehumanization. Look at how they're treating us. Look at how they're treating us. Look at how they, uh, look at how, again, the juxtaposition. One person dies, it's a tragedy. A thousand dies, it's a statistic. I mean, no one should be having to die. We should be having to get, we, we, we should not become used to, again, this dehumanizing aspect of society. This dystopia. That they're trying to create. You see. Yeah, a, a, a devastating story nonetheless. I hope that you guys definitely take the time uh, to go look into it because it is. And get that out there to people because they don't know. People don't understand that this type of stuff's going on out there. If I could pull up right now, if we go to healthimpact.news or healthimpact.org, we could look at some of the statistics that are going on, how many thousands of people are either dead or being injured by this vaccine. And the crazy thing, too, is that we are hearing reports of even fake Vs, fake jab jabs, fake shots being imported and sold and trade. And so this is also going to money the market, man. Things are getting crazy. Things are getting wild. But isn't that the plan? Isn't that the plan to just get us so used to dehumanization, so used to chaos, that only Big Brother can provide the solution? And look at one of the solutions Big Brother Biden provided right here. Biden administration ban bans the use of the term illegal alien, saying that the words we use matter. It says that employees of the two main U.S. immigration for enforcement agencies were directed Monday to stop referring to migrants as, quote, aliens, a dated term that many consider offensive. This was written by uh, Ben Fox of the Associated Press, but you can find it over there at the, at the Washington Times. It says memos issued by the Customs and Border Protection, as well as Immigrant and Customs Enforcement, recommend that agents instead use the word, quote, non-citizen or, quote, migrant. The change reflects guidelines set by the Biden administration, which is reversing many of the anti-immigrant policies of former President Donald Trump. Instead of, quote, illegal aliens, which was still being used by some government officials in press releases and elsewhere, the employees with CBP and ICE should instead use, quote, undocumented citizen or, quote, undocumented individual, according to memos. So again, here we are. Rebranding. 
the idea of homelessness. And I'm not saying, oh, look at these homeless migrants, look at these homeless immigrants. No, 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 no. We talked about this a couple a couple episodes back. Unaccompanied minors, unaccompanied youth, right? Unhoused, uh, unhoused neighbors, right? Transients, vagrants, stuff like this. They're rebranding homelessness, which eventually moves towards human trafficking. So this is like a backhanded way of recognizing what's going on at the border, recognizing how people's lives are being basically appended and how much of a failure Biden is right now at the border. You've actually got a fair amount of situations developing uh, because of his inaction at the border. Very real. Let me play for you guys real quick a clip of four Texas counties declaring a state of emergency over Joe Biden's open border catastrophe. That's right, because just because he says, oh, they're, they're illegal aliens or don't call them that, that's not actually addressing it. You see, and we've talked about this over here on the show as well. That's the plan to get these people used to being trafficked, to get them used to being dehumanized, itemized, categorized, right? Again, that juxtaposition. But let's play this and then we'll continue on. First at six, a state of disaster. Leaders are calling for help in their border counties. In Kinney County, officials signed a declaration of local disaster saying people of this border county are under threat. They say a surge of migrants is overwhelming their resources already stretched thin. Vanessa Croy with the Ken's Five border team is in Brackettville with more on their plea. Kinney County officials say they are just overrun by criminal activity, from stolen property to smugglers using backyards to move migrants. They say a disaster is happening here in this rural border county, a result of the influx of migrants crossing into U.S. And that's why they're calling on state leaders to step in and help. Kennedy County officials held a press conference this afternoon saying they signed a local state of disaster declaration. It's a cry for help, calling on Governor Abbott to send additional law enforcement and military forces to help protect the border and their citizens. Kennedy County Judge Tully Shahan said Border Patrol is already stretched thin, with more agents pulled for processing migrants leaving 17 miles of the border in Kennedy County unprotected. In the last few months, Governor Abbott sent additional manpower from DPS. Shahan said it has helped, but just not enough. He said the criminal element is putting the people of this rural border county in danger. So it's a very serious situation. And, and uh, thank the good Lord that we haven't had any local people hurt. We've had border patrolmen shot at. We've had sheriff's deputies shot at. And uh, it's time that the state of Texas... Uh, comes to the aid of the border counties. The sheriff of Goliad County called on local officials today to also put a disaster declaration in place, citing many of the same concerns that they're seeing here in Kenny County, a massive spike in criminal activity. Judge Shahan is also calling on other border counties to follow their lead. He said if enough neighboring counties to sign a disaster declaration, that would force state leaders to step in and provide some help. In Brackettville with the Ken's Five Border Team, I'm Vanessa Croy. You know, I was just thinking about this because I have another clip I'm going to play for you guys here shortly of uh, of an Arizona, of Arizona declaring like a state of emergency because of what's going on down there at the border. I'll play that here for you guys shortly in a second. Uh, but, you know, I was just thinking about this before how, how do you, like, we're all, we're, we're all worried about racism and stuff like that right now, right? How do you think the immigrants feel, right? 
black folks don't like being called the n-word right unfortunately i have to play for you guys a clip here shortly where it talks about uh saying we don't want your effing taquerias or taquerias like what do you all this racism that's being like revived right now right that we're trying to fix from america how do you think the immigrants and the migrants feel with like again the dehumanizing stuff we're we're, we're doing down there we're not receiving them with wide, with, with, with arms wide open we understand like they're leaving from war-torn areas and we're just like get the heck out of here you know like we're all again worried about racism and reparations and stuff like this but we got to look at how we're treating everybody else and i think that's just like the saddest part about it all it really is um but here let me play for you guys this real quick this is uh the arizona state governor declaring a state of emergency due to the border crisis and he blames biden because of it Today, I want to address the crisis at our southern border. I've been briefed by Border Patrol and law enforcement leaders on the situation in our border communities. And let me tell you, it's just as bad, if not worse, than the coverage we've been seeing. The U.S. Border Patrol is overwhelmed. Local law enforcement and mayors are calling out for help. Citizens in our border communities are concerned for their safety, and nonprofits left to pick up the pieces of broken federal policies are strained. Just the last month, Customs and Border Protection had over 170,000 apprehensions at our border. Almost 19,000 of these apprehensions were unaccompanied children. That's more than four times the number of kids apprehended last March. The numbers don't lie. This drastic surge is a direct result of the bad policy coming out of Washington, D.C. And yet we still haven't received an adequate response from the Biden administration. It's clear that they have no plan. They can't even agree on whether this is a crisis or not. One day the president himself says it is. The next day, others in the administration take it back. I said last month that the Biden administration is totally divorced from reality. Now at times it seems like they fully understand the reality and they're putting their heads in the sand and trying to ignore it anyway. The White House is aware of my view that Arizona needs the National Guard at the border. We've provided details of the personnel and support we need, laying it out as simply as possible so they can act immediately. And yet to this date, there has been no action. Yeah, you even have Mexico coming out saying that uh, Biden caused this problem down here. And again, we're seeing upwards of like 100,000 people surging the border in a single month. That it's, 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 a not, it's a noticeable intake, like a, a noticeable uptick of people trying to get into this country right now. And that's all been done by design, man. It really has. You have a fair amount of people coming in, a fair amount of migrants coming in who are basically being given the green light by the United Nations. This is an organized takedown of the country. That's why you hear them shout, no borders, no walls, no USA at all. And even though we may not be focusing on the migrants and people who are coming in here now, I can assure you. As I'm sure you're very much aware, there are people plotting their future. That's the even worse part about all this, man, is these people are becoming political pawns to everything that's going on. And so the final thing I want to cover with you good people in this segment is the epitome of what I would consider dehumanization. Man, that's the sad part. Uh, the epitome of the degeneracy, the decadence, and the just... The perversion of modern-day society. Uh, 
it's, it's the easiest way to describe it, and it's the saddest thing to say because we're seeing so much evil that it's become commonplace, man, that, we're, that, we're, that again, we're not standing up for the values of society. Uh, and I had talked about this earlier this week on the show. Again, the decadence, the degeneracy, the, perversion, the, the perversions within society and things like this. Uh, but it, 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 it just blows my mind that we've reached this point. If you guys didn't listen to America's Verdict Has Been Reached, where I literally went over Sodom and Gomorrah and how uh, in the Bible it basically points out that humans reach these points of such decadence and degeneracy that they begin to engage in perversions. And what I'm about to play for you is just that. It's the unfortunate clip of little people, little children, at a drag queen show uh, being being shown off, being given money. You've got grown men lusting after children as you've got a drag queen sitting there, uh, parading them around, offering them up, trying to essentially auction up their innocence and their purity to these just degenerate hedonistic savages, man. Like, this is disgusting. Just listen. Just just watch and listen. Why the hell these people got these fucking little bitty ass kids at this fucking bag of the girls right now so or look at what what i'm trying to say with this next segue i'm trying to make is notice some of them are wearing masks right and we've talked about this on the show too how the masks help enable child sex trafficking whose kids are these no one in their right mind will let these kids go out at this time but see that's I, I, my mind is just being blown by this you know we've already seen desmond is amazing We've already seen Drag Queen Stories Time. We've even talked about things like After School Satan. But this, this is on another level. We've played video clips, unfortunate video clips of drag queens simulating mock abortions inside of bars, stabbing their pregnant bellies. This is on a whole nother level. Because we're, we're, again, organized human trafficking, the juxtaposition of just offering up our children, prostituting them to the system. So you'll prostitute, so you'll, 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 you're, you'll proselytize yourself to the system. You'll, you'll, prost, you'll prostitute yourself for the beast. But you won't stand up for innocence. Like, think about this, man. This is, in, this is insane. You've got grown men giving little, little children and girls money. Well, you've got some overweight, obese woman, man. I don't even know. That's the sad part because we're just, again, blurring the lines. Letting people get indoctrinated, supporting this type of behavior, and gleefully celebrating it. And then we wonder why oh, STDs are up. We wonder why uh, 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 
fertility is down. We wonder why procreation is down. We wonder why. Why, why does it feel like humanity is killing itself? Because we do evil, wicked stuff like this, and then we expect to be okay. So what's happening is our shields are being broken. Our defenses are being taken down. We are seeing... The very soul, the very essence that we all fought for, being robbed and taken and supplanted with earthly, fleshly degeneracy and decadence. It's sad, man. This is, this is a sad state of affairs. So, heck yeah. You're, like, like, think about what we reviewed. Vaccine passports being banned. Uh, electronic ankle bracelets being introduced. People having seizures inside of uh, COVID drive through lines. Uh, 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 and and basically organized human trafficking, modern day slavery, with uh, with, with what's going on with the immigration invasion, right? Think about everything we've seen right here. Do you see how you see again how itemized the human uh, soul has become? And we're no longer recognizing the individuality. We're no longer recognizing the divinity. We're no longer recognizing the uniqueness of one's spirit. No, we just need a body there. And that's the most dangerous part. And our children are growing up in this. Like, think about that. Think about that. We showed you guys children that are being trafficked. We also showed you kids that are being paraded around uh, uh, at drag queen shows. And then you got other kids basically being forcibly experimented upon. And people want to say that we're not being dehumanized. We're going to take a break. And when we come back... We're going to be talking about what is going on out there in the streets. So as we literally have our souls, our essence, our purity, our innocence being attacked, you have our very foundation being uprooted by chaos, by destabilization, by civil unrest. We're going to be talking about the George Floyd, Derek Chauvin trial, as well as all these other sporadic shootings that have been happening, right? What, what went on out there in Ohio? Uh, what's going on? Why do we have all these riots, these protests? Why are people running up in people's neighborhoods saying, we don't want your effing taquerias? The religion of riots is on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this.
understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself. process which we call active measures the first stage being demoralization it takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation the next stage is destabilization what matters is essentials economy foreign relations defense systems the next stage is crisis with a violent change of power structure and economy period of normalization this is what will happen in the united states if you allow all the schmucks to put a big brother government in washington dc who will promise lots of things never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not time bomb is ticking but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real welcome back the danger is real What do you do when the danger is upon you? What do you do when you've got wolves knocking at your door? And they're banging, let us in. What would you do? Would you let them in? Would you corner and draw them? Would you chop their freaking heads off with an axe? What would you do? You're not just going to scream. That's going to let more wolves know where you are. No. You know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get cold. And with the wolves that are knocking at my door, I'm going to make a coat. I've been looking for some new pelts in the first place. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I tell you, it's getting wild out there. Welcome back. Second segment. Religion of riots. And that's kind of a play uh, on what's going on right now. Because w- w- what's happening right now is basically crazy. Uh, last ep- last week's episode, we had talked about how it was the spring of chaos. A play on words because we know that we are having for sure a summer of rage come upon us, Uh, but the reason why I say that we are experiencing the religion of riots is because Nancy Pelosi actually came out saying, thank you, George Floyd, for your sacrifice for justice, and we had talked about this last week uh, with Patrice Cullors and all the other people from Black Lives Matter, Techno Sorcery, 
and how they're basically able to use and manipulate these people's images once they're dead. That's exactly what that is. When she says, thank you, George Floyd, you sacrificed yourself for justice. That's her saying, we have captured your image and now we can use you for anything we would like. And so when I say the religion of riots, think about again, the symbolic, the, 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 the symbology of that, the Chauvin verdict being reached on 420, right? Most folks would be smoking up, heavy chilling, burning trees, getting med medicated and elevated, right? Not this time. Uh, this time around, they wanted riots. They wanted destabilization. They wanted chaos. You see, this is the religion of riots. This is what happens when you don't raise a fist to the new world order. Let's go ahead and start getting into this segment for you guys. The articles that we have had come out this week. Right here, D.C. National Guard activates 250 troops in preparation for the Chauvin verdict. An article by Cassandra Fairbanks. They put this up April 20th. And we already know the verdict. But let's talk about why they deployed the, 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 the troops. Because even though he got the guilty, you still had people rioting. I'll play the clips for you guys here shortly. Uh, but let's go ahead and start getting into this. It says, Unhinged, California Representative Maxine Waters traveled to Minnesota's riot-plagued Brooklyn Center and called for people to get even, quote, more confrontational if Derek Chauvin is acquitted. Blatantly endorsing violent mob rule. President Joe Biden will also be speaking after the verdict is announced. It says the D.C. National Guard approved a request from the Metropolitan Police Department to activate the troops as they prepare for the protests and riots that are expected. The Guard issued a statement on Monday saying that it would actively approximately activate approximately 250 personnel to, quote, support local law enforcement in response to potential First Amendment demonstrations until May 9th as needed. So until May 9th, they are expecting protests. They are expecting riots. They are expecting destabilization. Let me see if I can pull up for you guys some clips that came out this week. I've tried to play for you uh, again. Clips of, of, of that of, of National Guard members literally literally using like riot shotguns on civilians. And I thought that's intense. Uh, but let me play for you guys real quick just a clip of some people post the verdict, even though they were even though Chauvin had been convicted, even though they got the verdict that they wanted, right? You have them saying that he only got convicted because of the riots and the protests, but how that's still not enough. Uh, but here, let's 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 play this and then we'll continue on with this segment and with the information here is a here is a, a a blm activist saying that they only got the conviction because of the riots and that they're not and this and that they're still not satisfied and that they're going to show up they're going to keep the pressure on right that's why they're expecting the, these 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 national guard troops to be deployed until till may night till may 9th they're expecting to keep the pressure on like maxine water says they still got to stay out there in the streets there's still people that, that, that are going to die in this time period that we need to riot for. So let's, let's, let's listen to that, and then we'll continue on. We need to go way beyond voting at this point. That's right. We need to be coming together every single day, if that's what it takes, until we get justice for the people that they murdered a week ago they've already forgotten about. The only reason, once again, that we got this conviction is because we showed up. And if we don't keep showing up, and if we don't change laws, and we don't attack this system from every single fucking angle we can, 
here again. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. But trying to hold people hostage, threatening your opposition, this is what terrorists do. God only knows where this is going to go. Uh, let's play another clip for you guys. Never satisfied, which means it will continue. We're, not, we're never going to be satisfied. Black Lives Matter isn't a trend, it's a movement. Black Lives Matter forever, okay? So we're not going to stop just because we got one conviction. We're happy with the conviction, but we're going to keep going. We're going to go for Dante Wright. We're Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and so many unnamed faces out there. That is just going, so many, this is a black genocide. We're out here for more people, not just this one. This is more than one case. They're not satisfied. More are coming, and this is what they mean. They're not satisfied. So as as you have a trucker driving through, this is post the conviction, right? As you have a trucker driving through, just trying to get to wherever he's going, he shouldn't have done that. He drove in the way of the protests. What's up, bro? I'm sorry. This is even though they got the conviction. Look at this truck. He's speeding in. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, oh, he went, he went too fast. How dare he go too fast? And so now you got people oh, bashing in the windows. Oh, oh here, here it goes. Uh-oh, y'all. Here goes yeah. perfectly. Hey, share the stream. Share oh, the stream. Oh, share the stream. Oh. Oh. Share the stream. You got people bashing the window in. You got people jumping on top of the cars. Yeah, disconnect the, disconnect the trailer. Oh, man. Guys, we have a situation. All because he drove, he drove too fast. All because he was driving into the protest. And we saw this actually uh, earlier this week as well. Let me go ahead and pull that clip up here for you guys. We, 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 we pulled this up for you guys on the, uh, on the minicast this week for you. I'll go ahead and pull this up for you. This is a man trying to get into his house, right, into his neighborhood. How dare he do that uh, during a Black Lives Matter protest? And so what you'll see is you'll see the man drive up. There's bikers in the way. He's trying to say, hey, I live here. I live right there. Just let me into my house. How dare he do that in between a protest? And so you literally see this man get taken away by the cops for trying to get to his house during a protest. And so this is more of the same mentality that we're seeing. That happened over there in Minnesota. We have no idea where this is at, right? But think about this. We're seeing more of this capitulation where the cops are bending the knee to the mob. But let's watch this and then we'll continue on.
crazy. Who keeps us safe? And so just like that, you see the cops detain this rabble rouser. How dare he try to go home? How, how doesn't he know there's a protest going on right now? How dare he? And that's what I mean by the capitulation. This is the religion of riots. How inclusive they are. How tolerant and respectful they are. But again, we're seeing this, this narrative take place. Like, I'm going to play for you guys one more quick clip. We're, to, uh, we're seeing this narrative take place where it's like, it's segregation, autonomous zones, the civil war, the fracturing of society, the partitioning of civilization. We've talked about this. And this is just the beginning, right? Community enforcers replacing cops because cops don't have jurisdiction there. We've, we've, we've talked about this, uh, and this is just escalating. The, the, this is the Zebellion and more. Uh, but here is, let me pull this up for you guys real quick. This is uh, basically the basically the mob shouting people out, saying, get out, you're not needed here. They essentially kick out the National Guard uh, members from the Labor Center. Check this out. Members of the Minnesota National Guard activated for a Twin Cities law enforcement mission had to find places for staging and downtime. Tuesday, a contingent set up shop in the St. Paul Labor Center, a union hall owned by several unions, but not all of the unions agreed with that. And a bunch of rank and file union members have apparently successfully expelled the National Guard. Protesters, some who said they belonged to unions, showed up and demanded the soldiers and airmen leave, which they did in video documented by labor activist Cliff Willem. But the top labor leader in the state says he does not condone the way protesters treated the Guard members. I don't think they were treated well. I thought they were treated with some disrespect, and we don't support that. As a labor movement, we do not support that. Minnesota AFL-CIO President Bill McCarthy is a Vietnam veteran. He says he understands some people will respond differently to the presence of an armed military force in their neighborhoods. There was some disrespect, you know, and, and I understand that, and I don't think it's warranted. They deserve better than that. The folks at the Minnesota National Guard told us today that they're not going to comment on what happened at the labor hall. But Governor Walls, who spent 25 years in the Guard, condemned it sharply. The governor, quote, tweeted to the Pioneer Press to say, Guard members are our neighbors. The truth is unacceptable. They can't, quote, go home because this is the home. Walls has been praising the Guard lately for the wide variety of missions they've taken up during the COVID pandemic. For CARE 11 News, I'm John Croman. Well, the Guard was already on duty in the Twin Cities for the Derek Chauvin trial, but hundreds more were activated after the death of Dante Wright sparked unrest in Brooklyn Center. And there you have it. There you have it. They are literally kicking out the guard members, saying, "You don't. We don't want you here." And so, just like that, people are bending the knee. Uh, again, we saw this last year uh, with Chaz, with Chop, with these autonomous zones that they are creating. This is the religion of riots. This is what happens whenever uh, mob rule takes over. We're seeing the breakdown of law and order, man. This is the lawlessness taking over. Check this out. Uh, BLM, BL plus M uh, militants tell white diners to get the F out of New York. Declare white-owned taquerias are not welcome. 
This is an article from Cassandra Fairbanks of Epoch Times. They put this up April 20th. Again, this is the new religion. No more. We're not, they're not, we're not smoking weed anymore. We're kicking, apparently we're kicking white folks out. Uh, and this is, this is crazy. Uh, but here is the protest. And it's got, this has millions of views already, which means millions of people have seen this, this, this individual jump up and tell people that you're not welcome here. We don't want your effing taquerias. And this is this is insane. They're trying to revive the race the race war. We don't want you here. 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 We don't want your fucking money. We don't want your fucking money. So we got some buffering. We got some buffering. Let's back that up. Out of New York. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. We don't want your fucking money. We don't want your fucking money. We don't want your fucking taqueria. Owned by fucking white man. Tip thirty percent. And so you're just sitting there at a taqueria, enjoying your, you know, your margarita, enjoying your drink, enjoying your cerveza, whatever it may may be, man, your dos Equis, right? Whatever it might be. And then these guys come up over here and act like Buzz Killingtons because they got something to prove. And so think about this, man. Like this is, again, this is how segregation happens. This is how this is how racism happens. That's what I'm saying. Not everybody's always with the shit, dude. You're gonna, people are going to see this and they're going to get upset. And so, yeah, they've been quiet for a while underneath the Biden administration. They were looking for a reason. As soon as BLM, BL, BL plus M, got into, as soon as Biden got into office, we saw BL plus M get as, get as excited as they could, literally saying, hey, you owe us. We helped you get in office. We want payback. And this is the payback. You see how they're criminalizing uh, so-called far-right extremists, detaining people, locking them up, doing all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But for the BL plus M or the Antfarta, the, the, right, the FA, they're being allowed to carry out all this stuff. They're able to meet online and in secret. They're able to carry out publicly. They're able to do all this type of stuff and get away with it because that's what they want. They want to be able to not defund the police, not reform the police. They want to become the police. And this is what they're doing. This is racially policing, right? So it's not sticking it to the man. It's not saying, hey, look at these, look at, uh, look at how we're all being victimized by the, by the system. No. This is that social justice, the social racial justice. And it's what, that's why it gets promoted because it's a part of Agenda 21. It's a part of Agenda 2030. And that's why I'm not uh, I'm not over here trying to white knife for white people, but I'm trying to tell you, look at what's happening right now. If they're willing to publicly or publicly shame and eradicate these people and dehumanize them. Well, how much farther are they willing to go? They, they, they really are pushing race war here and it's getting kind of crazy. Uh, casually covering it is getting crazy. Just casually going over it. 
because we know where this type of stuff goes. Look at this right quick. I'll pull this up for you guys. I'll play another quick clip and then we'll. <laughs> well, what's crazy is we definitely went off the rails. We have show notes here, uh, but we're just pulling up article after video of just some of the craziness that goes on. Uh, but look at some of this, again, this insanity that's going on right now. George Floyd autonomous zones issue rules for white people. Another article by Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit News. They put this up April 22nd. And it says that the George Floyd Autonomous Zone in Minneapolis has issued a list of, quote, rules for white people that they have to abide by in order to enter the area. It says the zone has popped up around the area that George Floyd died and has become and has come to resemble something akin to a religious cult encampment. Apparently, baptisms, miracles and other spiritual events can be witnessed on a regular basis. And what they have right here is a article uh, from the Christian Post reporter. Leonardo Blair saying that baptisms miracles are taking place at the revival site where George Floyd died Christian group says and there's a picture right here where they have for sure you know like a baptism tub and what looks to be like somebody being baptized uh, and I can't help again but think of the baptism of fire uh, trial by fire uh, being birthed revived in this new world order in this new normal right I can't help but think of I look at this because this is this is the war that they're wanting. This is the, 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 the era that they're trying to resurrect. And so, of course, uh, they would, again, come up with their own religious connotations, come up with their own superstitions, come up with their own way, right, uh, 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 to mock this, but at the same time, create their, create their own. This is very, very interesting. Getting back into the article, it says, however, entering the area as a white person comes with potential risks if you make the mistake of behaving in, quote, a problematic manner. All visitors are asked to wear face masks and act, quote, with humility, but a lengthier list of rules for white people will explain how they will be treated differently. And so this is crazy, man. I tell you, you can go look at this. It's got the rules there. Uh, and one of the rules I think is very interesting is it says, decenter yourself. And I had pointed this out in the Telegram chat. I find that so interesting because what we have talked about over here on the show is the idea of you abdicating your identity, abolishing your originality, and absorbing yourself into the collective. And that is exactly what I get from this decentering yourself concept, right? Where you're saying, I'm no longer myself. Obviously, I'm a guest. I'm a part of what's going on here. Uh, but again, this is that Borg-like mindset where you're no longer yourself. Right here it says, uh, decenter yourself and come to listen, learn, mourn, and witness. Remember, you are here to, to support, not to be supported. And so if you guys want to look at a couple more of those rules for white people that they have there, it is, it's very racist, man. Just flat out. It's very racist. Uh, that's why I'm not really quite sure how to, how to, how to really touch it. Uh, because it's insane, dude. You're, you're, you're literally having them turn white people into slaves. And at the same time, forever making black folks like the victim, which I don't agree with either, man. Uh, we can't we can't rest in we can't rest like we're not allowed to rest in peace or rest like in power if we're always being considered victims or always being traumatized. And I and I, and I thoroughly feel like that's exactly what it is. Uh, we are forever being traumatized by bringing up these deaths and again experiencing some of this dehumanizing dehumanizing behavior. But uh, here is Nancy Pelosi 
thanking George Floyd for his sacrifice to justice. Again, saying thank you, basically for dying. Thank you for allowing us to capture your image and use it for our purposes. Insanity. But uh, here's Nancy Pelosi thanking George Floyd for his sacrifice, for his life, for justice. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. She makes it act like George Floyd wanted to get choked, like George Floyd went out there and swallowed all that fentanyl and had his heart attack and carried on that way. She makes it sound like he deliberately went and did that, like that was a good thing. You get me? And so this is a mess, man. This this really is a, an absolute mess. I'm really not quite sure what to say about it, man, because it's a, it, it it is a little telling. You know, and again, you've just got them stoking the fires of race war and more. But uh, here is BL plus M in Minneapolis admitting that they want a civil war. And that they're saying that white people need to die again. This is just insane. Again, I feel like it's insane footage. It's insane that I'm able just to have access to this, that these people are publicly saying it and that, you know, this is just a flavor of the day. Uh, because I'm telling you, I'm not experiencing this out here in the south, in the Southwest. This for real must be something over there on the East Coast, and that's probably why my people left. Because this is this is dangerous stuff that we're playing with. But here is a a quick short video uh, highlighting the thoughts of people out there in Minneapolis during the time of the Chauvin trial uh, and what they want to come afterwards. I'm Ami Horowitz, I'm back in Minneapolis, and the tensions are high. The city is about to explode. I'm here to find out what the hell is going on. You can burn the whole city down, what does it matter? So I said burn the city down, you know, so they can see that we're here, continue the movement. Do you think the city's going to burn down? Yes, absolutely. No question about it? No. And that'll be the least of our problems. By, by burning all this city down, we'll teach them a lesson? I think, honestly, I'm all for burning it down. There shouldn't even be a trial. He should be convicted just as is. If got off, would you support street justice on him? Yes. Y'all should have should have fed him to the wolves a long time ago. How many unarmed black people were killed by cops last year? hundred plus? In just Minnesota? No, around the country. Oh, thousands. Un- unarmed black people. Thousands. Seems like they're trying to erase, like, our, like, destruct the whole race of... You know, the African-American race. Would you consider this a genocide? It's the eradication of an entire people. That's a good question. And now that I've been confronted with it, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I mean, genocide means like the targeting of one race. <laughs> do you think that's what they're doing? You know what? Now that I, now that I think about it, uh, yes. That's a pretty rough. Would you consider this genocide? It's like, uh, you know, now that I think about it, uh, yeah. Now that I've had a moment to think about it, <laughs> I think so. And so, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm black, too. I get it. But at the same, I, I was raised seeing, like, all the same type of shit, dude. Seeing, like, all the slave documentaries. Seeing all the different, like, 
police killings and stuff like this, you know, I've definitely had white folks sit up over there and lock their car doors as I'm walking down the street, bro. Like, I get it. But at the same time, I feel like what's happening is you definitely see them stoking, stoking stuff, making it worse. Like, within this week alone, we've had just, like, three different police shootings. It's like George Floyd died. They're like, great, we get to close that chapter. Let's start up Dante Wright. All right, cool. That seems kind of sketchy. We can't really go with that story. Let's go ahead and go with this this Michaela chick. And so, again, this is just... It, it, it frustrates me to see my people just like politicized and used as pawns that just keep getting resurrected and killed uh, only to keep stoking the fire. But I'm sorry. I had to laugh because, again, you know, you, you, you know, she's over there playing. But let me let me let's play this and then we'll continue back on. You know, African-American Would you consider this a genocide? It's the eradication of an entire people. That's a good question, and now that I've been confronted with it, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I mean, genocide means like the targeting of one race for its destruction. Do you yeah. think that's what they're doing? Genocide of, of anybody that's not white. Would you call what's happening a genocide? Yeah, I think that's one word for it. Genocide? Yes, most definitely. A genocide? Yeah. We need another civil war in this country in order for us to have true justice. If that's what it takes, then we have to do it. Do we need another civil war now? If that is what it takes, then I believe so. If that's what it's going to take to relieve everything, for everything to be equal, at least equal, for us to have justice, I believe so. Will it happen? Probably. What percent of this country are white supremacists? Say most of the country. I can't give you a number, but like... You say majority of the country. Yeah. Should we just gather up the white supremacists and do street justice? That would be ideal. <laughs> uh, again, I'm not going to say anything that would directly incriminate me, but I would say that would be a good idea. I don't want to say we need to go start killing all white folks, but it's like, but <laughs> maybe they need to feel the pain in the heart. There you have it. This isn't coming from me. I'm not reading this from an article. That's what I'm saying. The footage and the things that are coming out right now are intense because uh, tensions are high. And even though, again, even though the, the verdict was cast, right, Chauvin was found guilty, that's not enough. You heard it from them. That's not enough. And that narrative is going to go on out there, and they're going to get more and more upset, and we're going to see more and more violence take place. I'm telling you, things are getting crazy. You literally have people going up fighting cops now. You like, like, like It is crazy what is happening to our justice system, to our legal system, and to like our society and culture as a whole. Uh, like I, I, again, I just don't even know what to say about race war. Let me play for you guys real quick. Uh, the suspect, Michaela Bryant, who was reportedly carrying a knife earlier this week in Ohio, unfortunately she was shot dead uh, by police after basically trying to attack somebody. And so again, within the same week that we have the Chauvin verdict, right, we have another shooting another cop killing and i know we have these happen we, we we these these probably happen more often than we would like to admit but the fact that they continue to get publicized and i mean again i, I wouldn't want this job i wouldn't want to be a cop man and that's the point like right now i think what we're seeing is a is a is a filtration of the cops man they're trying to get all the good decent hard-working people out of there the people that wouldn't take guns and they're trying to get the people that would enforce COVID laws that would uh shoot women and children that would uh, engage in run, red gun flag confiscation laws that would, again, detain people. They're trying to create jackboots of the state, not actual peace officers. And so, no, I wouldn't want to be a cop right now, man. Things are crazy. And that's not me standing up for cops either. 
That's me saying that police are a reflection of society, and society is becoming a lot more decadent than people would want to imagine. And so this next clip I'm going to play for you guys, how would you handle the situation? How would you feel if you were the daughter of the woman that was saved? Or who, how would you feel if you were the mother of the daughter who was actually saved by that cop, right? Everybody's worrying about, oh, should this cop have shot this little girl? No, he shouldn't have. But how do you think the other girl felt being saved? But see, these are the snap decisions that people have to make. And so that cop's entire life was ruined and will be ruined because of the second, the snap decision that he made. And again, this is the point. They want to try to literally handicap and handcuff cops to where they can't do anything. I wanted to cover it in the, in the news blitz at the start of the show, but there was an article basically saying how cops are essentially having to petition to go after real criminals and crooks because of how things are these days. And so they're no longer uh, enforcers of the law. They're now uh, uh, community guidelines people. Like, it's crazy. But let's play this quick clip, and then we'll continue on. Uh, this is of a shooting that took place earlier this week between a 15-year-old and, 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 and another individual in Columbus, Ohio. So uh, I'll, I'll try to describe it for you guys, for our audio listeners. So officer shows up on scene, kicks the door open, and says, hey, hey, what, what's going on? What's going on? All right. So Michaela kicks or attacks one person, throws her to the ground, comes after another chicken pink, pulls up the knife and tries to stab the chicken pink. Officer pulls out the gun, shoots the individual. And so he's, I don't want to say he's acting in self-defense, but he's trying to, again, look at who's causing all the problems and neutralize the situation and, and, and neutralize the threat. But, again, the cops were called. Where Where's Black Lives Matter? They're not there enforcing any peace. They're not there making sure stuff's going down. The cops are called because this individual was getting rambunctious and crazy, and they didn't know what to do. They just wanted stuff to calm down. And so uh, Black Lives Matter does not represent black people today. They have stolen our identity and they are radicalizing it because where are they for this situation? They'll use this individual, this Michaela Bryant. Uh, they'll, 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 they'll do her just like they did George Floyd. And they'll come after this individual just like they came after Derek Chauvin. Because that's the plan is to break down the, the, the police force break down trust in authority and law, law and order, uh, and to promote lawlessness. Mob rule and more. And so how would you react to this situation? See, look, there it is. So she's pushing people. She's, she's literally running up out of the house, pushing people off the street, coming at other people, trying to attack them, just literally acting like crazy. 
Uh, and, 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 and what would you expect? I mean, obviously not shoot her, maybe detain her, maybe tase her, take her to the ground. I wouldn't say shoot her, but still, you know, this is this is, again, just more of this craziness and this destabilization that we're just gradually getting used to. We're getting used to death. We're getting used to dehumanization. We're getting used to seeing lives lost time and time again. Like I was talking about how a couple a couple years ago or or whenever the, the incident with George Floyd happened, I didn't even play it on the show because I didn't want to have murder on the page. But then again, you know, you just look at how much crazy crap has gone down uh, in such a short amount of time. You've got that 13 and that 15-year-old that girl literally hijacking an Uber car. You've got this going down. You've got Duante Wright's situation. Uh, just the other week, I saw a video out here in Las Cruces of a cartel member literally pulling out an AR, an assault rifle, and shooting an officer, shooting a, 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 shooting a state patroller, a state trooper. All because he had stopped and because he had a little bit of an extra tint on. And so what happens when we don't have a, a, a trust in our systems anymore? What happens when there's no morale in our system, right? There's no chutzpah. Nobody cares, right? We're again seeing the breakdown of our civilization, the organized collapse of our country. And it's very sad. It really is. Uh, because while it seems good on the surface, they'll have a couple years of goodness, right? You'll have a couple years where things look like exactly how they want. Where, yeah, you know, everything's great. It looks like Chaz. It looks like Chop. And then the corruption begins to set in. Look at this right here. Check this out. L.A. Sheriff blames, quote, defund the police progressive policies for a spike in violent crime. This is authored by GQ Pan via the Epoch Times, but they reposted it over there at Zero Hedge on April 19th. It says violent crime has soared in Los Angeles County this year because criminals have been emboldened by progressive law enforcement policies as well as the, quote, defund the police movement, the county sheriff says. It goes on to say that Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva said the county recorded 60 homicides during the first two months of this year compared to 21 in the year earlier time frame, he told Fox News in an interview. Villanueva specifically blamed new Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon, a Democrat who was elected to lead the nation's largest prosecutorial office in, Dem in December of 2020 amid the widespread unrest and calls to, quote, defund the police following the death of George Floyd while in Minneapolis police custody. Gascon's victory over incumbent Jackie Lacey was seen as a repudiation by voters of more traditional tough-on-crime policies, according to the Los Angeles Times. Quote, I recognize for many this is a new path. Gascon, a former officer with the Los Angeles Police Department and District Attorney in San Francisco, said after being sworn, quote, Whether you're a protester, a police officer, or a prosecutor, I ask you to walk with me. I ask you to join with me on this journey. We can break the multi-generational cycles of violence, trauma, and arrest, and recidivism that has led America to incarcerate more people than any other nation. Three months into his tenure, Gaston has directed prosecutors in his county not to seek the death penalty or defend existing death sentences or to file any sentence enhancements, which he described in his special directive as a, quote, legacy of California's tough-on-crime era. He also created a, quote, use of force review board made up of civil rights attorneys, community members, and policing experts to review police uses of fatal force during or dating to 2012 for possible prosecution. So literally changing how crime is seen, changing how people respond to crime. 
this is why you have them sending social workers basically with ba with badges and guns to certain situations. Sometimes they send them unarmed, right? Where they send like healthcare workers uh, to violent crime situations because, well, this person might be having a psychotic episode and they may not need to be shot. They might need to be talked to and consoled. Uh, this is what happens when you defund the police. Well, they don't have access to all that hyper-militarized equipment that they have uh, to where they can terminate people, like what you saw in the previous clip. They have to figure out other and alternative means uh, to dealing with crime. And so when you think about it, community members, activists, and protesters being involved with, 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 with prosecutors, right, and law enforcement, police officers, what they're saying is, okay, if you can control your gangs and cooperate with the police, there won't be any problems. You see how that works? You see how if you cooperate with the police, if we can keep you and your gang under control, there won't be any problems. You see how that happened? This is the religion of riots. This is what happens when we cater to the mob. Oh, but don't worry. This is, this is just how it starts, right? Burning down the city, committing street justice. This is how it starts. Getting you used to the lower standard of living, the crime, the violence, right? It's not that these people actually care about these things, right? They come to kill, steal, and destroy. They're not here to actually build anything. That's why people, it's like the, the, uh, the parents of Breonna Taylor came out saying that we didn't get any money from, 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 from BLM. These guys haven't been helping us out. That's why these people, they literally take all this money, all these donations. They don't put it back in the community. Patrice Colors came out just a couple a couple weeks ago. She has multiple houses, multiple multi-million dollar houses. Where is that going back into the community? Embezzlement. And so, no, these people do not represent the majority of America. Yes, it might be a movement. And look at what the movement's doing. It's getting you to literally destroy your own home. They're not going to come in there. They're not like the Nation of Islam. They're not like anybody else. They're, they're, this, is, this is a corporation. You get me? This is a social justice type thing. You say it's a movement, but it's not that. These people are being used. They've, again, captured our image and manipulated it for their own purposes. I'm telling you, the donations are not going back into the community. How come you don't see Black Lives Matter actually, and, 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 I, and I shouldn't say this, you know, this is the bad part, because they might make, start making these moves. How come you don't see any Black Lives Matter getting involved in, 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 in politics? I mean, I know that's the eventual goal, right? Is this why they want to destroy everything? Could this be why they want to burn things down? So they can rule over the ashes? Is this why they want to kick people out? Kick white folks out of uh, places in New York so they can burn it down? Get elected and then uh, rebuild it in their own image? I'm not sure, man. But this is the religion of riots. This is 2021, and this is what we're trying to figure out in the middle of a pandemic, apparently. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about other stewards of the new normal, the Climate Corps. You recently had Rand Paul coming out warning of the Climate Corps youth and how they're a part of this new Green Deal. We had talked about that and how that's the plan. That's part of Biden's infrastructure plan, creating the Climate Corps, social justice warriors, another whole, uh, a whole new brand of them. Uh, judging you on your greenhouse gas emissions, your carbon footprint, and more. You also have the U.S. Postal Service running a covert operation to spy on Americans' social media posts and share them with agencies. 
as well as Bill Gates addressing 40 heads of state at a climate summit. Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 are on the other side. We're going to be talking about the climate core and more just as well. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. Occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. stand here and to be bestowed with this uh, honorary doctorate. And the dead Isle of Berrien has been foiled. My latest, let's say, intellectual product was uh, the conceptualizing of the first industrial revolution. And uh, some people would say this revolution is characterized by the fight of robots against human beings. And we will win this fight if we really remember ourselves all the time. And the And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Because they've been brainwashed. We really need camps for adults that you all run. I mean, really. All of America needs the programming. My resolve has never been stronger. Now, the rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. So thank you again for giving me this honor. Uh, it will be a day I will not forget. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire. For a safe and secure society. In our 
efforts since 1990, we could contribute to the integration of Lithuania into the European family, but also through many activities into the global affairs. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. Don't let liberty die. <laughs> For a safe and secure republic. Welcome back. Well, I tell you, some of these, uh, some of the bumpers are crazy uh, because they're disturbingly accurate. Yeah. Sad truth. Uh, welcome back. Final segment. Climate Corps, what do you think we'll be talking about? Agenda 2030 at your door. They're telling you what they're planning to do, what the agenda is, and shocks what's going down. You know, these people, they always posture themselves as if they, they care. Like uh, Pope Francis' Guardians of Inclusive Capitalism. They always try to position and posture themselves like they actually care, like they genuinely want what's best for humanity but I can't help but think of how megalomaniac or, or maniacal that could be you know just before coming on to the air uh, we had posted an article I'll go ahead and pull this up here for you guys this will set the tone for what we're discussing uh, with you guys but just before coming on to the air we had uh, put up an article of how Biden had pledged to cut U.S. greenhouse gas emissions in half by 2030, and how this sounds good on the surface, right? But what they're really doing is turning off our power. You've got uh, the, the the climate czar John Kerry, right, saying that we'll do, saying that he'll commit it. That they're also being committed to this. This is what they say by. Uh, Creating the safe and secure future that they've been working on the fourth industrial revolution, of fourth industrial revolution since the 1990s, since the time that I've been born, and that's why it's coming into fruition. Agenda 21. They carved that out in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, 1992. And so when they tell you about things like COVID-19, the Great Reset, when they tell you about things like Agenda 2030, when they tell you about things like Agenda 2050, Codex Elementarius, Rex 84. They're announcing what their plans are. When Biden comes out and does this, pledging to cut the U.S. greenhouse gas emissions in half by 2030, what he's saying is, I'm with the club. I'm with them. They're globalists. You see. That's why I say these are the, this is the religion of the riots. These are the stewards of the new normal. The rise of the rainbow children. These are the global citizens. This is why they say no borders, no walls, no USA at all. That this place is nothing special. It's just a land for them to inhabit. You see. Let me read this and then we'll continue on. Uh, this comes from Zachary Strieber. They put this or Zachary Stieber. They put this up April twenty second. See, I got. Oh, see, it's because we're over here at Epoch Times. Let me refresh this. I already signed up for your guys' thingy. 
I already have an account. Just let me read the article. There we go. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm glad you guys were here. We already covered this. It's cool, Epoch Times. I'm already in the. I'm already in the club. I'm already in the know. <laughs> and so does the audience. But I'm glad we all went through that together. What? Oh, I have to verify. I have to verify my email. Is that how I get rid of this? I don't want to verify my. I'm not going to verify my email right now. Um, let me see if I could just turn this into a reader version. I'm not going to verify my email. Yeah, there you go. We're just going to turn this into a reader version. We'll verify your email so this doesn't happen in the future. <laughs> oh, man. This is why we're used to using social media so we don't have to deal with ads, aids, and more. Uh, but let me get back into this. It says President Joe Biden on Thursday vowed to cut U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by 50% from 2005 levels by 2030. Biden will officially announce that the new target during a virtual summit with 40 world leaders, including the head of China and Russia, the White House announced. The new target essentially doubles the previous goal established under President Barack Obama in 2015 when he entered the United States into the Paris Climate Agreement, which we read and covered then. goes on to say that the new target is, quote, part of the president's focus on building back better in a way that will create millions of good-paying union jobs, ensure economic competitiveness, advance environmental justice, and improve the health and security of, of communities across America. So there that phrase is, building back better, right? Build back better. That's the Great Reset. COVID, uh, C-19 destroyed the environment and it, it destroyed the economy. We've got to build back better. We've got to have good paying union jobs. We've got to ensure economic competitiveness, more of that inclusive capitalism. We've got to advance environmental justice, right? Cut those greenhouse gas emissions. The earth deserves it. You're a dirty human and improve the health and security of communities all across America. Well, that's great. I'm grateful that we have people like Black Lives Matter already setting the tone. You know, recently out here, we had somebody try to start a White Lives Matter protest. And let me tell you how much backlash that got. And so great job, uh, Agenda 2030, uh, United Nations people. Uh, you guys are doing a great job fostering health and security of communities across America. Getting back into the article, it says President Donald Trump removed America from the climate pact, choosing a different path towards sustainability. Emissions dropped during Trump's time in office, but some believe the decrease was too small and have been pressuring Biden to take more drastic action. The United, the United States rejoined the Paris Agreement on Biden's first day in office, and he said he wants the country to achieve net zero emissions by 2050. Net zero means all greenhouse gas emissions are balanced by an equal amount of greenhouse gas removal. The new target is ambitious, both technologically and politically, according to Flavio Lanier, an assistant professor at Cornell University's Department of Earth and Atmospheric Science. Quote, it seems difficult to reach the goal without any dedicated new regulations and financial incentives. However, those are traditionally difficult to put in place and show an effect in time in a time period as short as between now and 2030. And then there's always the politically volatile political volatility of changing administrations, he told the Epoch Times in an email. Americans may find polarizing or prioritizing alternative energy sources like solar more appealing than a carbon tax cut, but quote, it's difficult to decarbonize fast without a form of carbon tax, he added. And that's your future. The carbon tax. It's gonna help us build back better. That will help us build back better by taxing you guys even more, 
will be able to use all of that money to make a better, more resilient society. This is the Great Reset. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You know, it's so crazy uh, because life is getting crazier. I just want to pull this out real quick since we're talking about climate change, the environment, uh, a healthy, secure community, stuff like this. Look at this. Farmers warn that a mega drought in the western United States threatens to cause devastating crop failures in 2021. And so, uh, this is an article by Michael Snyder, but it's been reposted over there, the Activist Post. They put that up April 20th. Uh, and so, I'm assuming they're going to talk about food shortages, how the food supply is being disrupted, farming, agriculture, and more. And how this is going to increase prices of everything. Sustainable development. Right? Let me read a little bit of this, and then I'll get into uh, my next article. Uh, it's a video of Rand Paul talking about the Climate Corps, which was inter uh, introduced in, 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 in Biden's new infrastructure plan, where, again, you're going to be basically policed and surveilled by how much you, again, consume versus how much you produce. This is the technocracy. This is a scientific dictatorship, and it starts with stuff like this. Okay, this is, this is, this is why you have some people saying, like, like people aren't putting it together that the supply chain has been disrupted because of people not wanting to go to work, them not finding enough people, right? Not because of COVID itself, not because of the virus, but because of, again, the socioeconomic impacts of COVID. And so it just there's, there's so many facets and aspects to our economy that is very, very complex uh, that, 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 that we're just beginning to see the pushback on. Uh, but let me read this, and we'll continue on. It says, throughout U.S. history, there has always been droughts in the western half of the country from time to time. But what we are dealing with now is truly alarming. Scientists tell us that, multi, that a multi-year, quote, mega drought has developed in the southwestern portion of the country. And this is the worst year of that, of, of, of that, quote, mega drought so far by a wide margin. If conditions do not radically improve soon, we're going to have a major agricultural disaster on our hands. Some farmers have already decided to not plant crops at all this year, but many others have decided to plant anyway, knowing that if, not, that if enough rain doesn't come, their crops will certainly fail. As I discussed previously, the epicenter of this, quote, mega drought is the Four Corners regions in the southwest, but this drought is so immense that it is even causing nightmares for farmers as far away as North Dakota. In fact, the first few months of this year were the driest in, that North Dakota has seen in 126 years. Think about that. Mega droughts. And this is a very lengthy article, I won't lie. We, we, we are definitely not going to read all of this. Uh, I kind of just wanted to mention it since we were talking about climate change, getting our, 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 our stuff down, our carbon emissions, our greenhouse gas emissions and things like that down. I just wanted to mention how our environment uh, is, is, is being affected and how our, how our environment affects our society and our ability to have... You know, access to food, access to vegetables, access to uh, amenities, and so much more. And because if we don't have access to these things, uh, inflation will come. Because regardless, people need them. And so this is a very, this is a very, very everything that we talk about in relation to society, the economy, and the environment. They are all intertwined uh, because this is what was done by Agenda Twenty One and Agenda Twenty Thirty. That's the plan. Is to is to is to intermingle 
every aspect of our life and, and society. Uh, this is why you have the Biden administration saying that they want to roll back how much nicotine is in, is, is in a cigarette. Uh, this is why you have them saying they want to ban gas, gas vehicles and stuff like this. Uh, why you have Pete Buttigieg, uh, Buttigieg talking about uh, taxing people by the mile, right? Society, the economy, and the environment are all meant to be intertwined underneath this new world order and this system that they are creating, you see, because that's how it is. Uh, we, uh, this is why when we started the show talking about exposing dehumanization, that's to get people in the mindset of seeing what it looks like, right? What life looks like uh, whenever you're being chastised. You see, we're already getting used to it, right? To where we can chastise other people, to where we can look down on other people, to where we can dehumanize them. And that's what this will lead into. Oh, you're not you're not putting your carbon you're not getting your greenhouse gas emissions down. You must not care about the planet. You see, the the, the, the dehumanizing aspect of all this is the anti human agenda of COVID nineteen eighty four and so much more. Uh, but here, let me go ahead and get this quick clip up for you guys of Rand Paul warning people about the civilian climate core. This is a real thing, and I think people should be worried about it. I think people should talk about it, and hopefully ho- ho- hopefully, this just sparks attention. Because, again, uh, we had an exclusive member tell us just last week he was walking his dog down the street. Kids came up to him and told him to put his mask on. Now, imagine that magnified or times 10. Somebody tracking you down because you didn't throw away your wrapper or because you, 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 you left the light on or something silly like that. If you thought the social justice warrior virtue signal nonsense we're seeing today is bad, what they are trying to put in the pipeline to, again, indoctrinate the next generation and inculcate them into what's going on will be much worse. But here is Senator Rand Paul warning about the climate core. And joining us now, Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Senator, great to see you and great to have you here today. It's hard sometimes to look at these numbers, $172 billion they want to spend. Just how far left do you think some of these members like AOC of President Biden's party, how far do you think they can push them? Well, they definitely think that money grows on trees, and I guess that's part of the green plan. We're all for trees, and so you're going to go to the money tree to find this. If you add all of it up from the infrastructure bill, it's actually about $500 billion. So there's $174 billion for weatherizing houses, which actually never gets to energy efficiency to meet the cost. There's about $100 billion for electric cars. There's $10 billion for some kind of army of climate change people, some kind of climate core youth, uh, which I think has conditions in a history of our world and European history of these, you know, sort of government informed youths out there marching for things that the government tells them to do. I think all of it's horrendous. But the biggest problem is the financial drain on the country and the future of our country by spending so much money we don't have. Senator Paul, let me just play devil's advocate here. So this is a 10-year program. It will cost about $17.2 billion a year. That's the initial program to retrofit public housing. Uh, Bernie Sanders says it would create 240,000 jobs, remove 5.6 million metric tons of carbon over the space of 10 years. Again, to play devil's advocate, if done right, isn't this the sort of infrastructure that we should be investing in? 
Well, building pyramids would create jobs. So, I mean, it's really, should the government be deciding where we use our dollars and where they're spent and where the job's created, or should the marketplace? In the marketplace, we vote. So when I go to Walmart or I go to Kroger, I vote on what needs to be produced by buying something. And so what is produced and where the jobs are created are what I like to eat or what I like to buy at Walmart. That is the consumer-driven capitalist way where we vote in the economy. When government does it, it means I don't get to vote as a consumer. Bernie Sanders gets to decide it. The one thing we have to know if we're really concerned about carbon footprint, one public policy item and one sort of industrial uh, decision has accounted for more reduction in carbon than any other decision in the history of this movement, and that's fracking. And so they're against the one thing that actually has reduced the carbon footprint. As we've converted to natural gas, we have reduced the carbon footprint, but that's almost entirely from a technology called fracking that almost every Democrat stands up and speaks out against. So let's be honest about this. If you really want to lower carbon footprint, you need to be for more fracking. You need to be for introducing it around the world. Instead, they're trying to stop. I want to get to Maxine Waters' comments. As we know, some members of your party are pushing to censure her, uh, hold her accountable for what they say was incitement of violence. Uh, standing in Brooklyn Center saying, get confrontational. Do you believe that her purpose, Senator, was to incite violence? Well, this is the hypocrisy. <laughs> okay, her language I, 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 I so, sounds like that. There's more of that what her intentions we just needed We just needed him to... <laughs> she said, get more confrontational. Do you think she was meaning violence? I have to stop it right there uh, because there, there, there you have it. There is Senator, Ron, uh, Senator Rand Paul... Uh, talking about, again, the civilian climate core, uh, the climate youth. This is definitely something I think a fair amount of people should be worried about. Every time I think about it, every time I, 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 it pops up in my head, again, I just get this image of, of not the Nazi youth, not Hitler's youth, but something pretty close to it, uh, to where you literally have them saying, hey, guess what? We're going to tell you how to live your life. We're going to tell you what to do, that your ways are actually detrimental to the planet. I can't help but think of how how dangerous uh, this type of behavior is, how how dangerous this type of mindset is. Again, using the kids to carry this out. Using the kids to say, oh, mommy and daddy, don't you care about the planet? Don't you care about our future? Say, well, don't you care about science? We can't just shut off all this power, everything that got us here, and then expect for everything to be hunky-dory. It's like, come on now, kid. Wake up. But you see, that's the plan. The Civilian Climate Corps. Uh, you would hope that this is something that raises more attention than people generally thinking about what's going on. Uh, that the, the, the Climate Corps. What could that mean? And while it sounds good on the surface, this is a part of the Green New Deal, which is also a part of the Great Reset, where the idea is to radically and fundamentally change society. You know, I wanted to talk about it earlier this week on the show, the voluntary human extinction movement, or, or as, 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 as Prince Philip says, uh, voluntary family reduction, right? I wanted to talk about this because this is a part of the climate change agenda as well. Where having kids is bad for the earth. 
But again, nobody, nobody seems to find any of this anti-human rhetoric that's just floating around these days worrisome. Does this not shock you? Knowing that you have people basically advocating for population control. Advocating for subversive social control. That's why this is so dangerous. And and, and again, you've got to think about what kind of door this opens. But I'm rambling. Uh, Let me go ahead and pull up this quick article here for you guys, which ties into more of the insanity that we are seeing uh, where where they are paving the way for Agenda 21, for the climate dictatorship. Uh, for the for for global governance for the scientific dictatorship right here, Bill Gates to address forty heads of state at climate summit. An article by Steve Watson over there at summit.news. They put this up April twenty first. It says the world's most powerful doctor, Bill Gates, is to be given a platform this week to address forty heads of state at a climate summit hosted by Joe Biden, according to a Reuters report. So, uh, just right there, where he says we're committing. To cutting our carbon footprint. We're committing to the agenda. Bill Gates is like, oh, heck yeah. You guys are doing that thing? I'll attend. I've got something to say. So Joe Biden has nothing to say. He's simply there to host the event and say, yes, no, I'm in agreement. Let's get back on that that thing. You know the thing. Let's get back on the Paris Climate Agreement. I got my boy Billy Gates right here. Uh, He'll address you and he'll speak for us because he is the he he's the chief technocrat. Says Gates, also a renowned climate expert, because he is selling a book about it, will be the keynote speaker about at the virtual summit, which begins on Thursday and will be attended by French President Emmanuel Macron and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Gates will reportedly talk about quote innovation and in clean energy and in industries that have yet to be created. So here it is with more of that jobs talk. Okay, the socioeconomic reformation, the Great Reset. The fourth industrial revolution. Okay, here comes what we've talked about on the show time and time again, where they are going to begin selling you free energy, where we already have access to these things, wind, solar, thermal, uh, electric, hydro, all of this. But we need people like Bill Gates to sell it back to us. We need people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates to sell us back all of this and more. Let me read a little bit more of this. Gosh, uh, again, this this is it's it's crazy, seeing all of this stuff unfold, seeing everybody fall in line, seeing all the pieces just line up, and no one bat an eye, no one talk about it, and no one make the connections. It says the announcement comes. As Democrats reintroduce the revamped Green New Deal, which seeks to plow hundreds of billions of dollars into so-called green initiatives in an effort to transition a 100% carbon-free economy, as well as meeting 100% of power demand from zero-emission energy sources like wind and solar. Critics have warned that it will collapse an already stretched economy while handing government total control over all aspects of society. It will. Senator Rand Paul also noted the initiatives laid out plans to form a civilian climate corps youth army that will be trained to follow government mandates. 
Bill Gates has poured millions into bizarre geoengineering research into blocking out the sun, funneling at least $14.6 million to lead researchers of Scopex, a Harvard applied, the Harvard Applied Physics Scientist David Keith. Gates was recently lauded as the man to, quote, save the world and help the planet reach zero carbon emissions in a report by Wired Magazine, despite such standards not being reflected in the billionaire philanthropist's own lifestyle. A CO2 super emitter, Gates owns four private jets and a collection of Porsches, which are kept in his 66,000-square-foot mansion. As we previously highlighted, while Americans are being told that dream of owning private property is over under a future Great Reset, Gates and other billionaires have been buying up huge amounts of farmland. Gates is now the biggest owner of farmland in America, according to a Forbes report, all the while lecturing Americans that beef farming is killing the planet. While the mainstream media continues to champion Gates' influence, he has received harsh criticism elsewhere, like here. As we previously reported, lawyer Robert F. Kennedy Jr., son of Robert F. Kennedy and nephew of former U.S. President John F. Kennedy, wrote a comprehensive report accusing Gates of engaging in neo-feudalism. And so he's just addressing 40 heads of state. He's just saying, hey, you did a great job following the COVID-19 Spars pan, uh, the COVID-19 Spars pandemic. You did a good job following Event 201. Now we're on to the next thing. Great. We've got them believing in what we want. We've got them right where we want them to. Right. Now is our time to move forward. Now is our time to advance the agenda. And that's exactly what you're seeing. You're seeing them subvert. Our natural, God-given rights, our freedoms, our liberties that took thousands of years to create, you were seeing them trump every single one of those rights in the name of the virus, which will transform, not, not the virus, but our, 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 our fealty to authority. It will transform to carbon. So instead of caring about C-19, we now care about carbon. And people think, oh, well, that can't happen. Uh... The same way that people wearing masks in the middle of a heat wave couldn't happen, it will happen. They will propagandize you the same way they came up with songs like, you got the vaccine, we got the vaccine. The same way they came up with parodies. The same way that we see people just literally being converted left and right. is the same way that they will have you convert for the civilian climate core. This is not a good thing. I'm telling you right now, this is not a good thing. It may seem like it's good on the surface, that Big Brother's here to help you, that they actually want to, you know, uh, again, be stewards of the earth. Right? That they want to help, that they want to get the emissions of the planet down, that they know what the planet wants and that the planet is hurting. We got a bunch of Captain Planets over here. That the planet is hurting and that without this, this key commitment, they can't succeed. Look at this right here. Let me pull this up for you guys. It says Biden and Kerry are pledging to slash carbon by 50% at a global climate summit. This is over here at Technocracy News. They put this up April 22nd. And that's it. What they're doing right now, when they, when, they, when they make statements like this, is they're telling you, this is the global government. You heard it throughout the entirety of the pandemic. We reported on it time and time again, even from people like UN Secretary 
General Antonio Gutierrez, they, uh, to Prime Minister Tony Blair of the UK, they called for a global governance to tackle future pandemics. And you see, don't you see right now that humans are the scourge. We are the pandemic. And that we've got to cut carbon. This is the global government that they're creating. The one world religion. Trial by fire, man. Trial by fire. You know, so when they talk about all this stuff, it seems so great. It seems so marvelous on the surface. We're going to make all these jobs. We're going to innovate society. We're going to reset everything. That all sounds hunky-dory on paper, I'm sure. Meanwhile, you have vast stretches of America now descending into a deep state of economic hopelessness. This is an article that comes from Michael Snyder over there, the most important news. And we read a little bit of this earlier in the week. basically talked about how vast swaths of the country are basically barren because of COVID-19. Poverty is going through the roof, suicides, overdoses, and so much more, and everything that comes with that. And so while on the surface, it sounds great. We've got the Space Force, right? We're cutting zero emissions. <laughs> We're trying to lower our greenhouse gas emissions and our carbon footprint. People can't foot, put food on the table. Let's talk about with the, that with another client just the other day. The, one was grateful that, you know, she was able to work from home. Throughout the pandemic, I talked to her about how how blessed she is to be in that position. A fair amount of the country doesn't have a job right now. Some of the friends I'm sure you used to go out with and uh, Netflix and Grubhub and uh, uh, do all that nonsense with can't do that now. Because COVID came through and wiped out their job. Destroyed the economy. And the only thing they have in the only thing that they have as an alternative is the Green New Deal. And that's going to finish wiping out the country, turning off our power, killing our jobs, forcing us to convert. One of the very first clips we put up on our Telegram channel was of a pipeline worker breaking down into tears right after Joe Biden got in the office. Saying, I can't even pay my bills. I just bought a car. I can't do it now because with the stroke of a pen, he is now jobless. So yes, vast stretches of America, and I would say the world, have descended into a state of economic, a, a, a state of deep economic hopelessness. And so that's why they're telling you, get used to a lower standard of living. Get used to these flash mobs. Get, loose, uh, get used to these revolutionaries. Because we're not building anything. We're not building another uh, a, a greater civilization we're resetting the one that we already have and the thing is too is we're using robots to reset it so this isn't like a pro-human again renaissance based divinity inspired uh, uh, future that we're building we're automating life we're streamlining our existence and in doing so it has costs let me read this article it says even though the stock market has been booming and the corporate media is full of talk about quote recovery there are many communities in the United States where a permanent atmosphere of despair seems to hang in the air. 
The federal government gives us doctored numbers that show that the national unemployment rate is low, but in small towns across the country, it seems like everyone is either unemployed or working extremely low-paying jobs. Earlier this month, one such town was profiled by USA Today. Even before the COVID pandemic hit, the little town of Ogdensburg, New York, was deeply struggling, but now economic conditions have become dire. It goes on to say that like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip through it because it talks about, it just kind of talks about the history of it. I'm going to skip through it to where it talks more about like the overdoses and some of the other crazy things that are going on because of the deep, the deep economic stress. It says like millions of other Americans, most people living in Ogdensburg are just trying to find some way to survive month after month. The fact that the stock market investors are rolling in giant amounts of cash doesn't matter to the citizens of Ogdensburg. At this point, the city government is, quote, nearly bankrupt, and the latest economic downturn has, quote, spike, has fueled a spike in narcotics overdoses and deaths. The economic collapse fueled further, fueled further crisis. Ogdensburg city government is nearly bankrupt, says city manager Stephen Jelly. Stores that depend on customers crossing the border from Canada are nearly empty. The pandemic closed 12-step groups across St. Lawrence Valley, causing a spike in narcotics overdose and deaths. Ogdenburg's struggles started 62 years before the pandemic when the opening of St. Lawrence Seaway destroyed the city's port. Now the city faces so many problems simultaneously, it's difficult for people here to imagine what, quote, recovery even means. Of course, Ogdenburg is far from alone. Similar articles could have been written about thousands of other towns and cities from coast to coast. There is so much economic, economic pain out there right now, and it's, not, and it's getting worse with each passing month. As he, here, like, think about this. Hundreds of thousands of immigrants coming across the border when we don't have, when we're, when we're dealing with issues from 62 years ago. And we still have some semblance of that shining city on the hill. We have, we, uh, those crappy cities, sorry to people that live in Oxenburg, Ox, Oxenburg, but the people that live there have it better than some of the people living in other countries. That's, that's how great this country is. And the potential that we have, the middle class that we have, the robust and diverse class that we have here. That's what Senator Rand Paul was talking about. We should not allow government to dictate where we spend our money. The free market allows for us to vote with our dollars and vote with our lifestyle. When they remove that ability for us to vote and capitalistically create like society, that we become dependent upon the system where all we have is social uh, social programs, uh, and government assistance programs to where they keep us on the dole and we never move forward. And so that's what we're going back into. And at the same time, what we're trying to fight. So here, let me get back into this. It says, as he drives to work each day, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell gets a firsthand view of the economic suffering that he has helped to cause. Just two blocks away from his office, a tent city has sprung up that just keeps growing and growing. Again, and we've, we've reported on tent cities. A page I would have you guys check out, if you're still on Instagram, is gutter people of Los Angeles or street people of Los Angeles. This is where I get that phrase, unhoused neighbor, because that page literally goes around Los Angeles and just shows you the, 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 the homelessness epidemic that's out there, right? The 10 cities that's everywhere. And they have 10 cities on the border. They have 10 cities in metropolitan areas. They have 10 cities here in New Mexico. I could drive down to show you one. It's crazy. Uh, but again, this is getting used to you to a lower standard of living to where we have become a second world nation. We're no longer a first world nation, right? 
I grew up in a town where it was literally illegal to be homeless. They would pick you up and they would take you to a different town. That you could not be a homeless there. There were no homeless people. If you tried to panhandle, they would literally pick you up and take you to a different town. They still do that too. But the rest of the world is not like that. Up here, there are no other towns to go to. These are the transients. These are the vagrants. These are the unhoused minors. These are the, uh, the unhoused neighbors, the unaccompanied youths, you see. The tent cities house uh, all kinds of different people, man. The tent cities could house, again, those people that just had the Netflix, that just had the Grubhub. But because of the COVID, right, they didn't have jobs. They can't pay their bills. I guess there's a movie out called Nomadland where that's the situation. But let me get back into this uh, because I, 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 there's, just, there's just so much to cover with this. And this has all been done by design. Again, to wipe away the middle class, eliminate the ability for people to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps, right? Offer no alternatives. This is why during the pandemic, like in California, you couldn't work. You couldn't go to your job, but you could go work at Governor Gavin Newsom's uh, wine wine farm, and you could go volunteer for the government. You couldn't do anything that could actually fix your problems, but you could just go be an assistant to the people that caused them. Let me get back into this. It says, as he drove past the intersection of 21st and E Streets in northwest Washington, a 68-year-old man peered through the window, struck by an encampment of homeless people here that grew from 10 tents to 20 in the past year, then 30 and now 40. The people living in those tents, living in those tents had no idea that their burgeoning village kept this man, Federal Jerome Chair, uh, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, up at night, or that he kept thinking about them as he drove two blocks south of his office. Powell doesn't know their doesn't know their names or backstories either, but what he saw was clear: a visceral reminder of uneven economic recovery right there in the Fed's shadow. Powell sure seems to know how to shower how how to shower stock market investors with cash but he appears to be powerless to do anything about the 10 cities that are mushrooming all over the nation. Unfortunately, the housing crisis in this country is only going to get worse. As foreign governments, real estate investment companies, and wealthy individuals gobble up properties at a feverish pace, millions upon millions of ordinary Americans are being priced out of the market. I'm experiencing this as well. Uh, This is truly particular for young adults. At this point, more of them have moved back home with their parents than ever before. This isn't me. I'm try- we're, we're trying to find a house, and houses are just being bought up left and right. And I'm trying to find a house in a good neighborhood where I can play out there in the yard with my, with my kid and not worry about crazy crap going on. Uh, but for sure, houses are being bought up left and right. But because of this, uh, check this out. You have, unfortunately, situations like what I'm about to read. Uh, the number of adults aged 18 to 34 living home with their parents continue to accelerate to levels not seen in decades, according to Goldman Sachs. Or Go- Goldman Sachs citing U.S. Census Bureau data, which found that just over 33% have returned to the nest. And while real estate in major markets is booming, the percentage of young adults in the, quote, boomerang generation who leave the nest only to return years later has taken a dive as unemployment and punishing self-inflicted student debt has forced many younger Americans out of the housing market. But at least the financial markets have been doing well, right? It's like, well, if you believe that, if you believe that this financial bubble is real, you're just deceiving yourself. It isn't going to last, but the social decay that is rapidly growing all over America will. Earlier today, and this is what the art, the author says, earlier today I came across an article that claimed the, that the, quote, knockout game has returned to New York City. 
areas of the city which are generally thought to be safe, such as Midtown Manhattan, Chelsea, and leafy Upper West Side, have all been locations to random assaults in recent months. Some are describing the assaults as proof that the so-called that the return of the so-called knockout game. And civil unrest continues to rage in many parts of our major cities on an almost nightly basis. In fact, rioters in, Par- in Portland set an Apple store on fire Friday night, just just Friday night, just last week, just cause, uh, just cause. You know, despite advance warnings, Portland Police Bureau officers were powerless to stop another night of rioting, arson, and gunfire carried out by Antifa. Rioters set multiple fires and engaged in drive-by gunfire. Antifa rioters set an Apple store on fire Friday night during the third declared riot in five days. The fire was one of the multiple fires Portland police officers were powerless to prevent. (laughs) And And it just goes on and on, guys. America is deteriorating. The social and economic conditions are aiding to it, and we are for sure seeing that. The segment is titled, The Climate Corps. We were talking about civilian climate corps use, Bill Gates addressing climate, uh, 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 climate summit with 40 heads of state. How did we end up over here talking about how America is descending and deteriorating into economic hopelessness? Because again, this climate thing, this isn't just for your nation. This is again the global governance. And in order for them to do that, they've got to create an environment where people want hope. We are in a state of economic hopelessness by them offering the Green New Deal. Part of this great reset, this presents for them hope. It helps them, again, build back better, right? Isn't this their intention? To build back better, to radically and fundamentally change society. God only knows what that'll look like. I have an idea, or at least China might have an idea. And what I mean by that is, in a huge reversal, China is now calling Bitcoin a, quote, investment alternative after years of crackdowns. And so, while we're experiencing economic hopelessness brought to us by COVID and China, China says, oh, hey, maybe we're maybe we're looking at uh, Bitcoin a little bit different. Maybe we should uh, really look into expanding our digital yuan system. Maybe we should really look at radically and fundamentally changing our society. They already have the social credit score system. They already have COVID passes with red, green and yellow uh, color coding system. Now they're just missing the the financial aspect because that's what Klaus Schwab said the plan was the idea is to merge the digital the the digital the physical and the biological Bitcoin being an alternative an investment alternative think about that what I'm trying to tell you guys is that this is a part of the Great Reset. This is the socioeconomic reformation. This is the Fourth Industrial Revolution. That's the plan. And so we accept Bitcoin. If you guys want to donate to us, we accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and various other cryptocurrencies because this is the way. Uh, this is where we're going. This is the technocracy. This is a part of the cashless society.
right? I'm only going to read a little bit of this because I just want to paint this picture uh, for this segment, for Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. This is what we were saying when they when, when I was saying trumping in the technocracy. This is it. From COVID being used as like an economic bomb to wipe out all this stuff just for them to create like a for them to create like a new society. Like this is this is where we're at. It's really really wild, uh, and this is only like a little bit of it. But it says well, with both India and Turkey cracking down on Bitcoin, is China set to warm? warm to the cryptocurrency that it has been waging a not-so-quiet capital control war with for the past four years. In a dramatic and material shift in Beijing's tone after a crackdown on cryptocurrency issuance and trading nearly four years ago, CNBC reported that China's central bank is now calling Bitcoin a, quote, investment alternatives. Industry insiders call the comments, quote, progressive and are watching closely for any regulatory changes made by the People's Bank of China. Quote, we regard Bitcoin and stablecoin as crypto assets. These are our investment alternatives. Li Bo, deputy governor of PBOC, the People's Bank of China, said on Sunday during a panel hosted by CNBC at the Bao Forum for Asia. Quote, they are not a currency per se, and so the main role we see for crypto assets going forward, the main role is investment alternative, he added. Whereas back in 2017, China was the world's largest buyers of Bitcoin as local savers and speculators used crypto to bypass China's great capital firewall. Beijing promptly cracked down on this practice and not only banned so-called initial coin offerings, but also shut down local cryptocurrency exchanges. The moves were prompted by concerns about financial stability. As a result, most of the recent activity has has been driven by the U.S., not Asia, but that could soon change. Goes on to say that as an investment alternatives, quote, many countries, including China, are still looking into it and thinking about what kind of regulatory requirements may be necessary. Uh, Maybe minimal, but we need to have some kind of regulatory requirement to prevent the speculation of such assets to create any serious financial stability risks, Lee said. He added the central bank, that the central bank will keep its current regulations on cryptocurrency. As CNBC notes, Lee's latest comments highlight a potential shift in tone from the People's Bank of China. So there you have it. You now have China beginning to contemplate using cryptocurrency. And this is the way we go. Uh, I'm still learning so much about cryptocurrency from social engineering uh, to it actually being a currency itself. But it is a very, very interesting thing. Um, I, I feel like I should already go out here and say this. I think it's kind of crazy, too, because when you look into the, like, what, is, what does Satosh, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto mean? It means central intelligence. If you, like, look into it, I think that's kind of crazy that, Sataki, uh, that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto means English. Like, if you look into it, it's a real thing. That's that conspiratorial side of me, central intelligence. Why would you have... What what, what 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 what's up with that? Um, you know they say it's decentralized and that it can't be destroyed. I don't know. It just it it's the whole thing is very crazy. But you can see that's where we're going, and you can see that that's going to play a huge part in the fourth industrial revolution, in the great reset, socioeconomic reformation, the scientific dictatorship, and the technocracy. What they are trying to create. So regardless, we've got to figure out cryptocurrencies. Uh, we understand that the dollar is going to collapse. 
Uh, we understand that a lot of economic things are changing the landscape right now. And so while I understand people don't want to talk about cryptocurrencies and things like this, I definitely think it is something to look into. Um, I literally think just last week I, I, I said something along those lines of it being an investment alternative uh, that people need to look at different ways to diversify their finances and cryptocurrency might be like a thing to do. Uh, so that's just my recommendation on the matter. Just my thoughts, but what do I know? Speaking of China, though, while we're still here, uh, that may all seem well and fine, but you also have China launching a new app that allows citizens to report others for expressing, quote, mistaken opinions. This is an article that comes from Politics of Watson of Summit News. They put this up April 19th, and it says China's communist government has launched a new app that encourages citizens to report dissidents for expressing, quote, mistaken opinions on the Internet. So basically, you guys can go report me and people like me, and then the CCP, or the American government, would then detain me. So it's just like everything else that we just keep reporting out of China, the same way that they detain Christians, the same way that they uh, destroy churches, destroy graves, burn Bibles, rewrite the Ten Commandments, all this crazy crap. If you do not obey the will of the state, you will be persecuted. Yeah, it says that it targets dissidents who dispute the country's history or criticize the ruling communists. Yeah, you have to obey Big Brother in China. And this is just more of what we see coming out from them. This is them trying to create the perfect citizen. So outside of them having the social credit score, right, to where you can see where you are at in society, you literally have them turning their, 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 their civilization into an army of snitches. Mistaken opinions. Getting back into the article, it says, The new platform will target anyone who criticizes the dictatorship's ruling CCP, disputes the official versions of the country's history, or engages in, quote, misinformation. The new website and app are proud, was proudly unveiled by China's Cyberspace Administration of China, the CAC, with authorities calling on users to play, quote, an active role in helping to identify, quote, malicious people distorting facts and confusing others. Quote, for a while now, some people with alter, ulterior motives have spread historically nihilistic false statements online maliciously distorting, slandering, and denying party, national, and military history in an attempt to confuse people's thinking, the announcement said. Quote, We hope that most Internet users will play an active role in supervising society and enthusiastically report harmful information. As D.D. Renkovic notes, quote, It's also unsurprising because it comes ahead of the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Chinese Communist Party when messages and narratives Will have, will have to be kept particularly, quote, clean. China already operates an onerous social credit score system that bans people from using transportation and engaging in other basic functions of society if they commit minor infractions like jaywalking or buying too much junk food. Given that social media mobs in the West, routinely aided by journalists, already conduct witch hunts that lead people to being socially ostracized, deplatformed, and left unemployed for expressing, quote, mistaken opinions, are we really that better off from the Chinese dissidents? I wouldn't think so. And so what happens when I don't want, I don't want a, a, a civilian climate corps to come to my house and tell me that I'm a bad guy because I like steak 
I'm a bad guy because I like uh, having the AC on in the win- in, in, in the summertime. What happens if that's a mistaken opinion? They already call it fake news over here. You're one of those darn dirty conspiracy theorists. What happens if somebody reports me? I get detained. Oh, well, you're committing some type of crime. We just haven't figured it out yet. You're a danger to the public and to yourself. Oh, we just need to isolate you like we can't isolate this virus. We just need to whoop remove you from society. You think it can't happen. The sad part is, it already is. They're not going to tell you whenever they actually do detain people. The crazy part is, is some of this is already taking place. You think that's only going to happen in China? That you're, that you're being surveilled on by, by, by your fellow citizens, right? Well, check this out. Here in America, we have the U.S. Postal Service running, quote, covert operations program to spy on American social media posts and share them with agencies. That's right. This comes from the Activist Post. They put this up April 21st, and it says that the U.S. Postal Service has been running a secret program to track and collect Americans' social media posts, including those about planned protests, according to a document obtained by Yahoo News. And here you have it, right here. The United States Postal Inspection Service Situation, Situational Awareness Bulletin from the Cybercrime and Analytics Law Enforcement Sensitive has it right there. So they're collecting data on you. I wonder how that works with me because they, I, I, I can't get access to my data. I'm sure you guys do on your end. Uh, but this is very interesting because we're seeing them say that the U.S. Postal Service is surveilling you. And just like that, we're all suspects. We're all criminals. I don't know how that happened. I don't know what the problem was. I, I, I guess I'm sorry that I don't want a derp tard like Biden speaking to me through a mask, trying to tell me how I need to live. Speaking to me through a mask, telling me how I need to live my life. I guess I'm a bad guy because I don't want some muffled up, dementia ridden old man trying to figure out, you know. How he's living his life. I guess I'm just a bad guy because I actually want to live my life. Let me get back into this. Let me let me read a little bit more to this. It says the surveillance program operated by by the law enforcement arm of the USPS is known as ICOP, ICOP, the Internet Covert Operations Program, has not been previously made public according to the report. It says the work involves having analysts trawl through social media sites to look for what the document describes as, quote, inflammatory postings and then sharing that information across government agencies. Quote, analysts with the United, po- United States Post- Postal Inspection Service Internet Operations Program monitored significant activity regarding planned protests occurring internationally and domestically on March 20th, 2021. Reads a government bulletin dated March 16th marked as, quote, law enforcement sensitive and distributed throughout the Department of Homeland Security's fusion centers. Quote, locations and times have, have been identified for these protests, which are being distributed online across, social, across multiple social media platforms to include right-wing leaning parlor and telegram accounts. Goes on to say that the report cites intelligence that a, quote, number of groups were expected to gather in cities around the globe on March 20th as part, of a, as part of a worldwide rally for freedom and democracy against pandemic lockdown measures. Quote, 
Parlor users have commented about their intent to use rallies to engage in violence. Image 3 on the right is a screenshot from Parlor indicating two users discussing the event as an opportunity to engage in a fight and to do serious damage, reads the bulletin. Though it hedges with, quote, no intelligence is available to suggest the legitimacy of these threats. The bulletin includes screenshots of posts concerning the protests from Facebook, Parlor, and Telegram, and other social media sites, only one of which, Parlor, was canceled by Big Tech. ICOP, quote, ICOP analysts are currently monitoring these social media channels for any potential threats stemming from scheduled protests and will disseminate intelligence updates as needed. Bulletin. That's, that's it right there. Disseminate intelligence updates as needed. Yeah, they are watching you. They are for sure watching you. They're watching me. Or they were watching me. I don't know what they're now. I mean, they kind of kicked me off. So They were watching me, but they're watching you. There you have it. The, the, the Postal Service is running covert operations programs. So this isn't, this isn't zero hedge. Like this isn't, this isn't craziness. This is Yahoo News telling you that this is what they're doing now. That they are surveilling the public. That they're watching what you say. That they are trying to make sure that you're not a dissident. That they are trying to control and curtail any semblance of freedom. Like think about that. Really think about what that means. That you're oh that well I guess this is how the policy works. I guess this is this is this is how it how it starts by literally uh, watching or invading, however you want to look at it, by watching our mail, by surveilling us. This is a very dangerous trend because what they're saying is that you're no longer you're no longer free. That we are no longer in a time period where you can freely and openly communicate with anybody. That it's going to be surveilled. And that you may be a threat. And that coming together for freedom with individuals is a bad thing. Didn't you hear? We're in the middle of a pandemic. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. This is what I mean by authoritarian, by dictatorial thought processes. So you got to think, if they're willing to surveil what you're doing for a worldwide freedom rally for democracy and more, what's going to happen when you don't go along with them chastising you for not believing the climate lie, for not believing everything else that's going on? This is the new world order. This is the new normal. And this is what these people are trying to create. This is why it must be resisted at every single level. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Exposing Dehumanization, Religion of Riots, and the Civilian... Or, and, oh, shucks, i got to do it again. Exposing Dehumanization, Religion of Riots, and the Climate Core. However, ladies and gentlemen, however, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. 
I know. We were a, a little bit all over the place. But it's to give you that deep and comprehensive view as to what's going on. You see them openly advocating for the Great Reset, openly promoting the new normal and everything else. Basically, parroting all of the words that come from Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. The New World Order is out in the open now. It's no longer a conspiracy. It's an open secret. And now it's on us to figure out what we do in this new chapter and how we proceed. They're trying to do everything they can within their power to demoralize us, to dehumanize us, to break our will. But we know for sure what's coming down the barrel. And every single attack, all it does is strengthen our resolve that much more. We might have a hiccup, there might be hard times ahead, but I assure you, we're only just beginning. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me, I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out. <laughs>